0: everyone and welcome to comics from the multiverse episode 218 i am peter and joining me as always is matt hey what's up connor's here too
1: yeah yeah i am
0: as a dc Cowboys podcast every week we get together we talk about the dc Cowboys that came out this week that we read coming up on this week's show we have dark knight's death metal trinity crisis issue one wonder Woman 762 superman 25 the flash 761 hawkman 27 batman and the outsiders number 16 and joker harley criminal sanity issue five but it's also solicits week in the mud so we got some deep solicits to go into and they're actually quite eventful solicits so uh that should be a fun time and there is the slight possibility that we'll have a new segment at the end uh with news coming out of dc fandom part (laughs) two But we'll see. We'll, we'll see if Ethan interesting actually comes out. But we're going to save it all for the end if Ethan does come out uh, and do a new segment at the end. Uh, and if there isn't one at the end it just means there was no news worth talking about. Uh, so we will check at that time. So. Uh, so what's wrong with you two? You're not trying to upset me with shitty hockey talk? or?
2: Uh, no, because um, it's it's Western Conference Finals and I'm not talking trash. So... Mm.
0: He doesn't want to jinx it. I, I, I Exactly. I uh, I made a great improvement to my life this week. I uh, went on my Twitter and I muted the phrase "Go Nights Go" and the phrase "Vegas Born." And all of a sudden, all those Matt tweets that were flooding my Twitter account every time they were playing a game uh, are now not there. It's great. Uh, all
2: right, now I know to change the hashtag. So yeah, yeah. You've just given. I'll, I'll just
1: I'll just mute
0: whatever you change it to. I'll just keep muting things. Wait, he'll
1: just do uh, a different one every tweet. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but why? Why are they for my benefit? You don't you don't want me to see them. Why? Why do you
1: care if I see them? See. He didn't until you made a point of telling him that you'd muted it. I'll just mm-hmm. mute his
0: entire
2: Twitter then. Easy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Miss out on great takes like <laughs> Shay Theodore for Con Smythe.
0: I understand a single thing you just said, but
2: <laughs> I, I will say the the single most disappointed I've been that wasn't a win or loss uh, was when they took away Shay's goal in game <laughs> Such two. Such a good goal. It was holy crap. Uh, that That's was the it was Fuller.
1: Call. It was Fuller
2: level Slapshot there, Pete.
0: Um, so. Okay.
2: You, you you know who Fuller is for Mighty Ducks.
0: <laughs> no, I do, I do. I'm just, okay. I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm waiting for it to pass, alright? I'm just, you know, it's like sometimes you can't force it out. You have to just sit it, and let it th- Pete, flow through you. It, and you're about like to it much quicker. Though.
2: Just, just when you think it's clear, it's going to come back up, so.
0: See a doctor, Matt. What? So that's... We're gonna tell DC Oh uh, dear. Yes, mostly. Uh, although the one bit I news that dropped before the fandom stuff was the, uh Doom Patrol officially got renewed for season 3, so... Oh good. I yep.
1: should finish Thank. season 1. Thank god. Um, sure. They announced it, uh, uh, well. I saw it just on Twitter from the Doom Patrol account with just. Like yeah, a, I,
0: swear I saw. I saw as
2: well.
1: Just on Twitter, like, yeah. You, you think we were going to leave you hanging, and we didn't. We we had expected this, and um, we were. You yeah, guys a a a... announcement. So,
2: fill me in on this with Brendan Fraser. What's up with him and coffee? Because I saw a post in one of the theme park groups I'm in that people were going to line up. He was supposed to do some con in Orlando, and people were going to bring him coffee. Did he famously say something? I oh, have no,
0: no idea. This is news to Out me. Is, is this a thing where, like, you know, in Lost in Translation, Bill Murray's doing ads yeah. in Japan for something? Uh, uh, is this like I that? I don't where, know. Where Frazier did, like, an ad for coffee in some random country, and now all of a sudden he's got this coffee <laughs> meme
2: yeah, thing. So, I, no I, I don't know, but I saw people bringing it up, and, um, but yeah, I guess he was supposed to do a con, uh, to you know, during the summer, but, you know, the pandemic happened and then everything got canceled. But people were like, yeah. I was planning on bringing him coffee, and it was like multiple people. So, hey, if you're listening to this and you know what that's about, please clue me in. I'm old, and it- internet's hard sometimes.
0: Um, so a uh, quick Google has revealed to me, yeah. I think, uh, without getting into it too heavily, um, is apparently said in an interview once. I would have enjoyed this interview more if I had coffee. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: oh. Yeah. I love that, man. I so, really do. So, <laughs> basically,
0: he complained that he didn't have coffee at a review And, and had... now,
1: ever since, he's had fans bring him coffee. Yes, yeah, so there, there you,
0: you go. go. That's, that's the genius. More
1: coffee than he could ever want. It's not a bad problem to have, let's be honest. It,
2: it, no, well, and that's coming from you, who didn't like coffee as of
1: two months but, ago. But even still, I'm not going to turn it down if it's free. someone yeah, gives it to me, I'm going to go, thank you. I will take yeah, this. even yeah. Even if I don't want it, there is now more than I could want. Yeah. It's a good thing.
0: Nah, it's disgusting. I will I'll pour it all oh, away. Every last energy drop.
1: Bud.
2: Energy mode is fantastic.
0: <laughs> Every last drop, I'm pouring. I'm pouring down the shitter. All right. Let's get into the uh solicits for December. Uh which is what we're very
2: scatological this morning there, Pete.
0: <laughs> scatological? What a word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah, right? Scatolog <laughs> Can can we can we spin this into multiple variations? Like scatology is the study
1: of
2: I actually believe that's what it is. Is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I believe so.
1: If you're not sure... Um, I am search for that. Susie Dent, and I'm sure she'll be able to fill you in on, on, on the history of it all.
0: <laughs> what do you do, I'm a scatologist? What's that? I study shite. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all right. Uh, solicits, the DC Comics Solicits. They are pretty meaty, actually. Uh, only one cancellation, uh, we'll get to that when we get to it, but there is a lot of stuff uh, going on, and I think what I'll say before we go into the, the, the meat of this, I, th- I think it's very clear that December, and Endless Winter as a whole, is essentially, here's have a one-month sort of crossover thing, to tie this over for a late month, well, otherwise late month, obviously it's not late with Endless Winter, mm-hmm. uh, because in January, all the post-Death Metal stuff, which is kicking off... Or post rebirth yeah. era, whatever it's called, is coming. So
2: it's it's weirdly the most Marvel DC's been since rebirth. It is. But here's the thing though,
0: because they don't do it every third month, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not nice. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. time
1: we had an event of this particular style, I believe, was the uh the Suicide Squad Justice League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well Which not even even, I even getting. Not, it was just it was just
0: Suicide Squad versus Justice League, but Oh, was that way with around? Those, but, um, those
2: two books I think tied in though too. What two books? So they were in capped with, with the Suicide Squad and the Justice League books.
0: Okay, sure sure, but that's still like the main story was all in this miniseries. And okay, two uh-huh. books tied into it. This is different. This is this is your there's a book that starts and ends it, but all the parts of the story are actually in other books or one off specials in between.
2: Yeah, it's like uh Witching Hour, kinda, with Wonder Woman and
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like dark. The, the thing
2: encompassing
0: my main jumps to—I don't know if I've done it in a while—but like, they used to do those things with X-Men where it was like the Alpha issue and the Beta, or the Omega issue. Yeah. I think was the second one, the last yeah. one, uh, and then all the other ones would be in between I, them, the main books.
2: I see Ben Percy tweeting about Wolverine, and I want to get excited because I like Ben Percy. And then I remember what's going on in X-Men, and
1: I have zero clue, <laughs> and it makes me a little bit sad every single time. Every single time I see him tweet about it, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a. It's a Ben yeah. Wolverine book, and then I go, "Oh yeah, it's that current Wolverine." So,
0: it's also a uh, Bogdanovich as well, which yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: There's
0: a lot all of right. reasons to to want to be into it, but then it's it's connected to all that heckman stuff, and I know some people out there you love your Heckman, that's great, but yeah,
2: and and I like the setup for it, but just to I don't know to warden off X Men on their own section, I don't. It kind of makes Marvel less good because going and catching up on all new Wolverine. I like the idea that, you know, Laura could interact with different Hmm. superheroes. Like her having to talk to Captain America at one point, you know, uh, that's pretty cool. So, uh. yeah, but this doesn't feel like that. This definitely feels like Pete said it's to hold things over because of death metal. And yeah, I mean, it it feels fun. It feels
0: mean to say that it's kind of a filler month of like, that's just this crossover for the sake of having a fun crossover. But that's actually a bad thing if it's fun.
1: No. It's it's not even like it's just Endless Winter, though, because you've got a couple more of the Tales from the Dark Multiverse one-shots yeah, yeah. and things like that, uh, a few extra death metal one-shot tie-ins. All of it all together feels like if you take out all this superfluous, you know, extra stuff for this month, the core line would be very lacking.
0: Even to the point where, like, there's a Flash issue that's part of Endless Winter, but there's no second Flash issue, I don't think, from, from my right. skim yesterday. Uh, I mean, if I'm wrong, we'll find out when we go through it, but... Uh yeah. so yeah. But hey, that's let's, let's dive into it. Uh before we get to the First stuff, though, actually the headlining of the solicitors is the uh Batman Catwoman, which is actually slightly early, because we were expecting this next year. Next year, I think, past a
1: certain point. I mean originally it was supposed to be January of this year, but
0: That's true.
1: We were kind of at the point now where we were just expecting, you know, sometime, twenty one.
0: Yeah um you know it's, it's funny because obviously king's batman went downhill but this is a 12 issue book and king's 12 issue books tend to be very strong and we've got this one obviously Rorschach's going to be a couple issues ahead uh come this month but uh so this is finally coming i don't think there's was too much to say except for the fact that they were on uh twitter were teasing a character who's going to be in this story
1: this isn't uh yeah i mean they announced this back when they announced the book originally uh Assuming it's the same character, I'm, I think you're talking about. Well, I
0: didn't remember so, them announcing this, but I'm talking about Phantasm.
1: Yeah, yeah. We saw no, that was our show. It.
0: Did we? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah,
2: that. yeah. Way back. <laughs> yeah, I think you put it out just because we didn't know when it was coming out. So you're like, I'll get excited about this when there's an announcement.
0: That's entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, but there were teasing yeah. images uh, this this week mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So. And
1: the only other thing we uh, about it that I can think of is that it's actually set after Bruce dies, and it's, you know, like Selena reminiscing for parts of it, I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, because they bring up Helena as Batwoman uh, in that solicit. Um, but, but real quick, I just wanted I hadn't seen Mask of the Phantasm since I was eight until they threw it up on HBO Max. And holy crap, what a movie. That is oh, a good, great. good story. It's been a long uh, time since,
0: since I've seen it myself, but I do remember yeah, it being fantastic.
2: Um, so the fact that that's the touchstone that uh, King wants to touch on which, you know, I thought, oh, cool, Phantasm, you're going to pop the, the 90s fans a little bit. But then when I realized who Andrea Beaumont is and what she means to Bruce and what that is for, you know, this Batman Catwoman book, mm-hmm. which I'm a little disappointed they didn't call Bat and Cat. Like, I get Batman Catwoman. Eh, but them calling it Bat and Cat would have been a good...
0: I think it's a cynical thing, thing. where they know they'll sell more copies if mm-hmm. the names are just spelled Philly.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially uh, but I'm still going to
2: call it Bat Cat. That's the... That, that's the more Tom King name,
0: I, right? Like, I think it's a fine abbreviation. It works for it, if you want to call it that. Uh, yeah. then the next thing is we have the return of Batman Black and White with uh, issue one of this anthology series. Uh, we have a host of creators on this. It's a 48-page, $6 book. One of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got James Ty in the four, J.H. Williams the third, Paul Denny, Emma Rios, and G. Willow Wilson on the right-hand side. Art by Trad Moore, J.H. Williams the third again, Andy Cooper, Emma Rios, and Greg Smallwood.
1: Uh. yeah i mean this is interesting because I'm, I'm a big fan of batman black and white uh i, I uh, you know it's our continuity just you know little short stories you know, creators do, do your thing um some of them can got, get really creative and really strong um uh, big fan of that i'm surprised at the format of this i'm surprised that in the current you know uh dc's current mindset that this isn't a digital first thing where they didn't do them all as, you know, individual digital first yeah. and collect them into this.
2: But it's Batman. And they know they can print Batman and people will sell. Because, yeah. you know, the last time my, my shop had a line was Three Jokers. You know, so... You <laughs>
0: said that as if it was ages ago. And that was, well, like, last week. Like, but yeah, before I that, I, weeks I weeks can't...
2: Ago. But before that, I can't tell you when when the last time they had a line of people. Is
0: that possibly due to the fact that there's been a pandemic for the last several several months? (laughs) No,
2: because (laughs) I shop while they do pretty good business for comics. It's it's also a game store where they do a lot of magic the gathering, you know. So not that comic books are secondary, but comics aren't the main focus of people that go in there a lot. So you have the regulars like me and some of the other guys. Uh but yeah, I, I do know he's had to put limits on certain books because of speculators, and whatnot. But as of lions, like I can't tell you the last time he said there were there was people waiting to get in.
0: Yeah, I think uh, all we have there. to know about this is that Paul Denny's doing a story about an infestation of ninja man bats in the Batcave. cave. And,
2: and not just that, um, uh, Tynan doing Razal Ghul, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm a fan of that, because uh, he Raz Raz is part of. Jack? Am I crossing that over? No, Am I mixing stuff up? No, Raz was definitely. Okay. What was it? I can't
0: remember I if don't Titan remember used it. him
2: or not. No?
0: There was, a, then, there then was, it was it, a lot of League of Shadows
2: involved. Yeah. So, and this is League of Assassins, so yeah. that's good. And then uh, Wilson and Smallwood doing a, a Killer Croc story, which is cool.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, also down for anything by J.H. Williams. Mm-hmm. Just, just for the art. You know, I, I don't care. What it is It will look yeah. fantastic. and Do you know happy. that
2: the the layouts are gonna
1: really oh, well?
0: Gonna be the William story literally just says it's a trip through the Dark Knight's history, which tells me is it's going to essentially be a lot of two page spreads of big moments from.
1: I, no, I don't know. I don't think he doesn't do big spreads as a as a rule. He does lots of interwoven layouts. Oh, oh okay, then... okay.
0: I, I say spreads. I really mean t- two page layouts with his fancy everything has to fit into a bat logo or all these triangles and shit. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Paquette does kind of the same, but with more of a trippy. Paquette
1: does it, it with, uh, he tends to play the borders of his panels oh. into the theme. So, you know, on Swamp Things, a lot of vines. Wonder right. Woman uses, you know, uh, lassos and stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, Williams' is panel- panels are a lot more free flowing. There's not a lot of hard edges, there's a lot of just soft shapes that kind of blend from panel to panel.
2: That said, if I have to watch the Wayne's get murdered again, I'm going to throw the book across the room.
1: <laughs> it
0: does just kind of sound like an excuse for Williams to draw a lot of classic bat different, moments
1: different bat suits I think will be what we see
0: yeah lot. yeah so anyway so that's uh, Black and White issue one that comes out in December uh, as most of these do there is actually a few that don't there's a couple of solicits for the first week in January which we'll I'll point out as we get to them uh, so we have Justice League Endless Winter issue one uh, of two the second one comes at the end of the month it's a five week month so uh, yeah. first week of the month we have issue one uh, Andy Lanning and Ron Mars are the writers across all of the the parts of the story, I believe. All nine. Yeah. Uh, Howard Porter's the art on this issue.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and there's a backup part by Marcus Antucci.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to I'll read I'll read the solicit for this first one. I'm not going to do it for all of them, obviously, but I'll read it for this first one just to get you give a sense of what the story may actually be. So, Endless Winter, Chapter One, the crossover event of the season. Begins here. Also ends pretty much here too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same month. Uh, the Justice League encounters an extinction level global storm brewing at the former site of the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't read this yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just reacting to this as I read it. Enter the Frost King. We have a new Frost. <laughs> yeah, I, I've,
1: I've got some... Just- I, I've just read a general synopsis of what they they've yeah. kind of put out there as a selling point, which I'll talk about after we read this. Yeah. Okay, go so, ahead. Uh, it
0: sounds
2: like the knights King to me.
0: At, Enter the Frost King, a monster mad with power, with an army at his command. What devastating mystery lies in his past, and how does uh, how is he tied to Queen Hippolyta? Swamp Thing, the Viking Prince, and the reluctant ally Black Adam. Two timelines will reveal further clues and secrets throughout each chapter of this blockbuster tale. Still-
2: this feels like Jason Aaron's Avengers, and I'm not mad about it.
1: Yeah, so they kind of put out like interviews and just you know premise things that I think do a better job of what it is than just that. So I'm going to just kind of relay some of that from memory because I'm not looking at it right now. Go on. Um, basically, it's it's very heavily inspired by North Norse mythology. All right. Um, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, the the Frost King is a uh, it's basically you know the there's the the two-year winter before ragnarok mm-hmm. uh this is basically this is that winter uh essentially mm-hmm. and the frosting is what brings it about um he tried in the past in like the the 10th century um and was stopped by a team of essentially viking justice leaguers i don't know if they'll have the same powers or you know you with know, the same lineup right. but you know a viking team essentially and that's what the uh, the other timeline will be each chapter we will be seeing. They're,
0: they're going to be far too tempted to at least have them visually kind of reminders of the current Justice League. There's yeah. going to be one in red. There's going to be one in blue. There's to, you know.
1: That's so probably. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm wondering how like uh Hippolyta Swamp Thing, Viking Prince, how they all play in to to those archetypes. Because I mean, Hippolyta right there.
1: That's it. You know, Hippolyta are and- uh Black Adam, I assume yeah. could have just been there. Right. At the time. Swamp Thing could have memories of it's whatever the green well, doing at that time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And in, in the current incarnation, as Ram V pointed out in the lastly dark, he can go between multiverses yeah. and stuff now yeah. with everything in the green touches. W- w- so when did you, you say
0: know. this uh, last attempt happened?
2: Uh tenth century, so. Nine hundred, which is the prime age of the Vikings,
0: which yeah. is yeah, and but that's comfortably after the time of like, ancient Egypt. That's comfortably after Black oh, Adam's oh, time. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, was, so, I was just making sure I heard eight hundred years before I said something stupid. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, if, it, uh, if it had uh,
0: been eight thousand, I mean. Made...
2: <laughs> so I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to settled. see what like if, if Black Adam's their version of Superman because he's magic and uh, from elsewhere. Well, let me right. go.
0: I'll read through what these other books are then that are part of this. So, uh, part two is the Flash seven six seven, and then we got. Uh, fact, I'll mention the artists as we go as well, that's Clayton Henry on the art for that one. And then the third part is Superman: Endless Winter Special Issue One. So, some of them are winter specials, and that is because either the character doesn't have a book, or because the issue of that character's book
1: that month is still kind of important, so they couldn't take it. Basically, if it has an ongoing, there's one exception. I think if it has an ongoing book with a regular team, mm. they got, a- they got a special. If so they didn't then they, you know, just yeah.
0: take the, the the normal issue. They are on Superman Endless Winter Special is Phil Hester and Andy Parks. And uh, Aquaman 66 is part 4 and that's Miguel Medoncha on the art. And then Justice League 58 is part 5 and that's got Zermanico on the art, so that'll be maybe the nicest looking... I mean, I've not uh, read the rest of the artist yet, admittedly, but yeah. I'm liking the, the, the Zermanico so far. Uh, here's this Marino is on the next one, which is Teen Titans Endless Winter Special issue 1, that's part 6. And then we got Justice League Dark 29, which is part 7. That's uh, Amanke and Yulipin on the art. And then we have Black Adam Endless Winter Special Issue 1, which is part 8. And that's Brandon Peterson on the art. And then part 9, as we said kind of previously, uh, Justice League Endless Winter Issue 2. And that's got Howard Porter and Carmine D. Gio Domenico on the art. Uh, So, there you go, that's sure. (laughs) So. The two Justice League issues, the start and the end, are both oversized, so they're both forty pages for five dollars. Uh, all the ones in between are all normal.
1: Yeah, um, I did just check the Hippolyta, Black Adam, Swamp Thing, and Viking Prince. They were the team in the you mm-hmm. know, the, the Viking era that mm-hmm. were that were fighting him then.
2: Uh, that seems to check out. Um, let me just say, you, you get to—I uh, <laughs> I didn't realize any of this. I, I, like I had seen the Frost King and the, the Viking Prince stuff. I did not realize that Fire Trolls were going to play a key part in how in the Norse mythology this goes. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's reasonably far. I don't know how you know, how much they're going to play with it. But they, you know, they were saying, for them, it's a lot of fun because DC doesn't play with a lot of Norse mm. mythology, uh, unlike Marvel, which obviously has done. Right. Um, so it's kind of uncharted territory to do in the DC universe for a lot of this. Um so they're having a lot of fun with it. Well, much
0: like the, uh, us saying we're not sick of events like this because DC haven't done one in ages, so it mm-hmm. feels kind of special to them doing it now. Uh, the same kind of goes with the North mythology. You know, because Thor's always around in Marvel, it's always kind of an underlying mm-hmm. thing, and depending on who's writing Thor and what they're doing with Thor, it keeps creeping back into what's going on. This is such a novelty that...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, we spend so much time with Greek mythology in, in the DC universe because of Wonder Woman. And don't be wrong, I, I know Marvel does play with that occasionally as well. Like, like they have, you know, Hercules, for example. Um, but, you know, the comparison is definitely Wonder Woman and Thor, I think, is the, the fairer comparison mm-hmm. here and how much time they spend with those respective mythologies. So it does feel a little bit more unique doing the other one.
0: Mm. So that is your Endless Winter nine part story,
1: which we'll be doing throughout the, the month of December.
0: Uh, so the Just, first.
1: Just um, before fir- we move on. Uh, on that though justice league dark because that was the one exception where it does have an ongoing writer and last month we were speculating because it sounded like it could have been been the end or you know we, we weren't sure uh but ram v did confirm on twitter that he is back in january's issue um with the next part of his run so that is continuing
0: uh, it's worth mentioning the first and last parts which are the justice league issues they're on their own in the first and fifth weeks of december uh, the rest of the parts are spread out over the three weeks in between. I think there's two on the second week, three in the third week, and then two again on the, the fourth week, assuming that adds up to yeah. nine. I think it that's uh, yeah. spread out.
1: So... I, uh, I also appreciate that um the one-shots in the middle are not, uh you know, extra priced. It's, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the ones where they're using the regular books anyway, I think they'd have not struggled with, but there would have been some backlash. Yeah, I mean... For those, but the one-shots, they probably could have gone away with. So I, I'm glad they didn't. They could have done...
0: And if, they'd, if, if they were longer, like, at least we'd look at it and go, well, they are longer. Uh, But they are regular size, regular price. So there's not really any reason to be mad at that. Uh, We do have some big one-shots coming. though. Although this first one that we're going to talk about is uh, in January. This is the, the 5th of January this is coming out. This is a Generation Shattered issue one. And this seems to be kind of teeing into... Uh, whatever's coming next, this transitionary phase that we've got here. So we have a whole list of creators on this. We uh, we got three writers: we got Dan Jorgens, Andy Schmidt, and Robin Day, uh, writing. Uh, we have art by a bunch of people. This is an eighty-page book, so it's a lot of artists. Uh, Ivan Reese, Brian Hitch, uh, Kevin Nolan, Aaron Lopresti, Fernando Pissarin, Paul Pelletier, and it says others as well. So, uh. So that's cool. So I'm going to read the description for this one because this is obviously this random one-shot. With,
1: it's obviously just from the name alone, this is a reworking of what the Generations was originally well, yeah, going
0: to be. It conjures in your mind, yeah, that, what, what we were talking about about a year ago. Uh, so a threat of cosmic proportions to D- D- DC's newest and oldest universe compels one of the most unusual groups of heroes ever assembled to take on the most mysterious foe they've ever encountered. What started in Detective Comics 1027 explodes Just next week i think yeah explodes out of dark knight's death metal to tell the story of the generation spanning history of the dc universe join the original batman commande starfire sinestro booster Gold, dr light steel and sinestro I said sinestro twice there
2: yeah so yeah. Did, did we mention sinestro because you're getting
1: sinestro <laughs> that was. Well, and, and we've got points to say on these
0: yeah, but I'm just, that's obviously a mistake that they've put Cedestro twice. Because yeah. uh, yeah. uh, I, I questioned myself, I got to the end of the last one, wait, then I want to say Uh And their quest to save the universe blah, before time runs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So, a couple of big things. It says original Batman. And mm-hmm. if you look on the cover, it is very much that original. Yeah, design. it's
0: got the sort of curved point ears from Detective Comics yeah. 27.
1: The purple Starfire is, is very 80s Wolfman looking. Wolfman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your, your Sinestro is in a Green Lantern uniform.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Steel's Reign of Superman.
1: Yeah, it's definitely playing with mm-hmm. history and what, how exactly that's oh. going to work.
2: And then you have Booster and Commandy, who are from two alternate futures. Yeah, they're all, yeah. They're all from
1: different eras so, in DC's what's, what's history. What's the Dr. Light connection that I'm missing, because all the others I can kind of explain. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: wondering if, if just Dr. Light is, you know, because of Light and she's the good one, she's not the evil.
1: Mean, to, like, it's and not,
2: because of her power set, you know? Yeah, it's not even
0: just that it's different periods in DC's history, it's it's, it's also the literal history of, like, yeah. different reboots and different, you know, yeah, t- yeah, versions of characters. Yeah,
1: it's conflicting histories as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, very intrigued by this, and I do feel that this is going to be important. Maybe, maybe like, I mean, I say important, I just mean I feel like it is going to be nicely leading into whatever's coming next. And. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a reworking for whatever uh, some of those one shots they had planned for generations. Maybe they reworked some of the story into this.
2: Yeah, so, I I do yeah. love that Juergens is working on this because that makes him like he's almost like the the keeper of continuity almost because he's always working on these books during the transitions. Right? Yeah,
0: and yeah, ha- he is. Obviously, Juergens on Booster Gold and even Steel to a certain degree. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes and, sense. And we sense. Know his-
1: uh Venditti and Passarin are in there, who obviously mm-hmm. that's the current team for, for Hawkman and what Hawk, they're doing yep. with that and playing with history and the JSA. So I wonder mm-hmm. uh, maybe if that'll come into play somehow.
0: I could definitely yep. see something like that. Uh so that is the first week of January. So it's not actually December it, itself, but uh
1: Yeah. And and how we
2: know this is DDO's last project is Commandy's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if it was OMAC, we'd know for sure. But yeah. Commandy being there, I, you
1: know. Honestly, this solicit has me more interested in Detective uh, One Thousand Twenty Seven. Me too. Because uh, I, mean, I was I it, was
2: this close to thinking I'm going to skip it because I'm like, eh, it's, it's 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 like one hundred and
1: fifty pages. I'm like, that's a lot of comic to read yeah. next week. So one hundred and forty-four. Uh, uh oh, Sorry, I rounded slightly. That's a slightly.
2: trade.
1: That's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically, yeah, it's a six issue trade. Yeah.
2: Good lord, yeah. I probably I I might
1: skim through it. Yeah, I might. Um... Pick out some. I might cherry pick some stories.
0: <laughs> um I'll well, to read all of it. Don't worry, everyone. I'll, I'll cover everyone, every story in the book. Unlike... some of us,
1: have lives.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I challenge that exponentially. <laughs> uh, so okay, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, the Secret Origin issue one is next. This is a forty-eight page one shot. This is coming out at the start of December. Uh, this is written by Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns. Uh, right. Interestingly, uh, art by Ryan Benjamin does have a Gary Frank cover, which everyone's been uh, sharing around because it's beautiful. Sh-
1: should note variant cover.
0: Variant cover, sorry, yes.
1: But I mean, uh, it is
0: phenomenal. It's the one you always share. Yeah, but the
2: other is covers by Ivan Race, So, um, I mean, it'll look
1: it'll look good, but yeah, but it's stuff it's next to Frank. Yeah, but as it's also it's as all...
2: this image came out. It was plastered all over comic book Twitter. Oh, yeah. So even if I was trying to stay away from this. There was no way. And, and it's one of those images that the more you look at it, the more as a DC fan, it, the more excited I get. Like, this has the, the possibility to be a huge letdown because I'm over, you know, my expectations are just too high. I don't think it's going to. Yeah,
0: I, this is interesting because I feel like maybe it's also tying in in the same way that Metal in general is tying into whatever's coming next. But at the same yeah. time, it's also paying off and stuff that's actually set up in the one shot we got this week. So we'll save.
1: It is. And we should say what it actually is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we're, we're describing this cover and, you know, we're, you know it's, it's Gary Brown. is throwing the, the, the GSA, the traditional GSA. Yep.
0: J- oh, that's GSA. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the GSA is on the cover. Yeah, there's like the old school GSA on the cover.
1: But, yeah, but not, not no, just, they're not actually mentioned by name in these right. solicits.
2: Yeah, but it's not just that. Power girls there.
1: Yes. Like
2: yeah. what? That that doesn't check out. And, and That's interesting.
1: Part of a wider image. There is at least three parts that we've seen. At it, minimum. Looks like it might be another one on the on the right of what we've seen so far, with the way there's a cape cutting in from that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so... Yeah,
0: uh... I-, I won't read the description of this one just because the main thing that it mentions is something that actually comes up in the one shot we're about to talk about later, so... uh, Yeah. We'll just move on from here. But, uh, so that's coming out early December. Uh, and then we have... And I think John's been involved in that one's interesting, maybe to help Snyder set up his GSA a little bit.
2: Well, <laughs> it almost makes you wonder, like... So, the, the three images they put together almost looks like DC through time. Um... You had Superman in the middle there uh, that looks very Silver age but you also have the 80s-era Titans with them, and then uh, on the third cover, it seems more like the kind of late 70s with some Doom Patrol members. Well, well, Matt, we're just
0: getting to one of those books, so uh, oh, we'll, we'll gotcha. jump in here. But
2: anyways, you brought up Johns. It makes me wonder if this is finally paying off the Metaverse stuff. Yeah. Um, that he set up through Doomsday
0: Clock. Oh, very, be. very possibly. Uh, so the next book is Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe, Issue 1. This is an 80-page one-shot, which is coming out in December. And we have stories by Scott Snyder, James the IV, Joshua Williamson, Mark Wade,
1: <laughs> Kill Samoan. You have seen this part before.
0: <laughs> no, I had seen this. I'd, I'd, I'd read this earlier. I was just, I was emphasising it.
1: I just like the idea that you didn't. Just go with it.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting you apply falsehood to things, just because you assumed something.
2: <laughs> and I don't like what they've done with these covers. Because uh, now I have to
0: choose, I don't like that. Hold on a second. Gil Simone, Mariko Tamaki, Jeff Lemire, Cecil Castellucci, and Christopher Sabella. I mean, the last two aren't super exciting, but everyone before that was like... I've
1: uh, read a couple of things by uh, Sabella, Sabella, and that I've really
2: Sabella's enjoyed. Very... Yeah, Sabella's very vocal on Twitter. That's how I'm familiar with that name. Um, I, but, I
0: I don't know who it is, but yeah. Castellucci. I know I'm not super yeah. in love yeah. with it. Again, admittedly, did have some things stacked against her when it came her back girl run. Yeah, yeah. um, um, but that this list of creators is super notable, not just because of Mark Wade. It's, it's basically.
1: I mean, Gail Simone hasn't had like an ongoing DC book in a while. Uh, uh, that's tr- a, a,
2: a, well, that's true. She's but, also a liar. So are we sure this is her?
1: <laughs> very good. <laughs> no,
0: but if you look at this, like Snyder, Tynan, Williamson even Tamaki because okay. she's on Wonder Woman uh-huh. you have basically like some of the, the bigger ongoing writers right now mixed with some of the bigger legacy writers of Mark Wade, Simone and Lemire like it's a very interesting it's, list
1: it is yeah. interesting, Snyder and Lemire are kind of the, not the old guy at this point but they're just the, the generation before they, and, and Snyder is mm-hmm. like you know still spearheading this one, he's just at the Aww. he's kind of just a bit above <laughs> right in, the, the, it, in terms of regular you can almost, the regular.
2: You'd argue there's four generations there where you have Mark Wade and Simone and then you have Snyder and Lemire. And then you have uh, Tynan and Williamson and Tamaki and yeah. Castellucci and Sabella. So there's like four. That's
1: true. Yeah. Because uh, Tynan and uh, Williamson and Tamaki, I'm considering like the current generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say Castellucci and Sabella are maybe, you know, are, are they're looking at the next generation.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Perhaps, perhaps. As far as he's concerned, that's how I'm structuring it. Although Mark yeah. Wade.
0: This is the. I mean obviously Mark Wade's super exciting for lots of reasons. And we mm-hmm. said as soon as Diddy was gone, I was like, hey, Mark Wade could come back now. Um and hopefully this leads to some more stuff for him.
1: Yeah, my speed dial. But you know, like the, the bat phone. Uh, yeah. maybe uh maybe on a certain book that's needing a new writer in January. We'll get there.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. Told your horses. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not saying anything. So this is uh the second Gary Frank variant. This is the one with Superman with the Teen Titans yeah. um and they're doing Patrol. And they're doing patrol and a couple other people so yep. uh and that does clearly connect up to the side of the previous cover you can see the arm of uh who was that at the side,
2: uh adam smasher yeah yeah uh
0: yeah. so yeah, this is the thing. Where you look at some of these books, and you see the eighty page, and I'm like, "Oh, eighty pages is this one of these?" Because there's a holiday special coming up later, which obviously I think we're all going to skip. Yeah, but this is like, yeah. no, yeah. this seems super important, and it's all these this characters, is... it's all these writers that we care about. <laughs> like, what's going on?
2: This is Mark Wade's return to DC. I'm gonna own this twice, <laughs> at least. I'm gonna need one to get one signed, and then one to keep. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so it's worth
0: mentioning because I actually I always map out sort of the schedule for the month when this list has come out, and. Uh, this actually does fall in a week with only a few other books. It's actually kind of nice how it's worked out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they've not done us too dirty yeah. in terms of when these 80-page books fall, but uh, this, feel, uh, this is exciting. This is super exciting, this one. Uh, then we have Dark Knight's Death Metal 6, uh, which is coming uh, yeah. relatively early December. Is this is issue 6.
1: It's right in the middle. It's
0: the 15th. Yeah. Uh, Oh, sorry. I I swapped... It's written the American way. I saw the 12. I know. I know. Uh, uh, the wrong way around. Anyway. I mean, uh, let, me,
2: let me just say something. Android Swamping yes. Thing is the best Swamp Thing. Let's just... Let
1: me hit that out right now. I do not disagree.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I do disagree, but I really can't be arse fighting about it, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Scott Snyder, Capullo with uh, Jonathan Galapian. He's even has he been doing other? Has he been helping out in the art on the other issues, or is this a new thing? has
1: been the, the Inca Capullo for oh, years. Oh has he? Okay. Uh, yeah, going back to like the, I don't know... Uh, it's, just the way, the it's just the way they've of written family. it here.
0: They've made it sound like he's, uh, you know, Yeah, no, they are doing it for yeah. years at this point. Uh, and now we have another one shot, which is Death Metal The Last 52, War of the Multiverses, issue one. Because <laughs> of course as this is the third... Uh, Gary Frank variant cover uh, with Batman and uh, New it's Gods. Mostly the
1: Justice League International. Uh,
0: the Marvel family. Elongated man. Yeah, you got. Yeah, Cap- he was part of that. Yeah, you got Captain Marvel and Mary Marvel at the top. Um, yeah, and there, uh, it does Sandman, it does back. look
1: like there's another set of people to the there's, right. That's it. There's there's a cape coming in just at the bottom right corner that looks like there should be a fourth well, part.
2: And and if we're looking at this as the history of the DC, right, universe, we're missing in the 90s era where we get, you know, Tim Drake and Connor, Steele, I, I, like honestly, that era.
0: Matt, that looks like a Tim Drake cape to me.
2: Right, and, and that's no, what I'm saying. Right. Those... Black on the outside, red on the inside. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and, and you're talking, Cash, you're talking about the Young Justice it era. Makes,
0: it makes me suspect there might even be another three of these in January that uh-huh. make one big image of Six or something like that.
2: In... And this Batman is is very reminiscent of the one from the beginning of of Doomsday Clock with the oval, yeah, right. Um, also very eighties, seventies, eighties Batman. This um,
1: I I don't know so. if this would be
0: too hopeful to think that they're trying to give us an image of what DC is going to look like after this. You, like
1: through the ages, so start yeah. and then we're getting gradually closer, and then the last one will be a reveal the of all the new costumes essentially,
2: right.
0: Yeah. I and see so that.
2: this is where I feel like it's almost doing what we thought Generations was gonna do, just not with that name, or maybe not as uh drastic, you know, where you're you're putting completely new Batman in there, you know.
0: Well uh let uh, me uh read what this one is here. So Last Fifty Two of World of the Multiverse issue one, written by again, this is eighty pages, this is coming out, uh this is the fifth this is a fifth week book in December though, so it's a quiet week anyway, uh in terms of books. Um, so we have Scott Snyder Joshua Elmson, uh, Magdalene Vizzagio, James Tynan IV Kale Higgins, Margaret Bennett Matt Rosenberg, Justin Jorn uh, Regine Sawyer and Chi Grayson uh, with Art by Daniel St-Pierre and others, uh, I assume a lot more I others, the
1: others yeah. <laughs> they um, did that on the last one as well I think uh, of, of these where it was just Manipul and others
2: so so Higgins, That's I like that uh, I'm a big fan of, of Higgins uh, Bennett, haven't haven't you know? She enjoys everything on I've
1: read from Bennett. That,
2: yeah. Matt Rosenberg. Um it's a Marvel guy.
1: He yeah, is. Uh, I'm. I'm not been working in the, the X Men world for the last couple of years. Yeah, I yes. am. I am not
0: unhappy about Rosenberg uh, jumping ship if that's what's happening. I, I
1: don't me think either. I'm because uh,
0: do you know? I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I do wonder if we look through the creators that are on these three books that have got all these Gary Frank variants that seem to be you know teasing and building to what's coming next. But it wouldn't mean, surprise that... me if a lot of the creators in those lists actually end up with books on the other end. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're all here strategically because they're going to be writing X character. And hell, I mean, admittedly, we'll probably have the news before we get to read these anyway, but let's say we didn't. Mm-hmm. When, when we get to this, like, you know, when we read, so obviously, I expect Tamaki to still be on Wonder Woman. That's why she's in one of the books. But mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe Matt Rosenberg's writing, say, a Nightwing story. So wait, oh, wait. Is he going to be doing Nightwing then afterwards? Like, for example. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, my I have a friend that was really big. I think Rosenberg did Punisher. He was really big right. on that. And Mm. uh, I'm not a big Punisher guy. Maybe you want to check that out. So, uh, but I did like his, his Phoenix, you know, he did the return of Jean Grey right before X-Men Red. Yeah, I like that. Uh, And it was, it was really good. Um, So this is exciting. I like when DC gets some new blood just because we're so used to who we're used to, that it's nice. Like this is how I felt when, when Williamson came in, you know, And, and now we're used to Williamson after how many years you know, and not that that's, he's any less of a writer, it's just like, oh, we're
1: we're used to you. It's, it's you know, slightly it's like less exciting because it's not yeah. brand shiny new. And kind of on that right. note, I know it's not in one of these books that we're kind of going, oh, yeah, there's you know maybe something coming out of. Um, Zdarsky, I think, has a story in one of the issues on Batman Black and White. Uh, obviously not this first issue, but...
0: Well, he has a story uh, in something else first, right? He has, is it Detective?
2: <laughs> Next week, he has he, one? Maybe, because he had that Harley story in the Dark Knights uh, tie-in.
0: Yeah, Maybe that's so, what I'm thinking of. But yeah, yeah. I knew there was definitely something.
1: Yeah, there was definitely that. But obviously it, and I thought, oh, it's just a one thing. You know, it did, it did a few pages, whatever. But then he's got uh, Batman Black and White coming up. I'm like, okay, there's, there's a relationship being formed here mm-hmm. between it's him and whichever editors he's working with.
0: There's some bubbling going on, and yeah. I'm all for it. Um, so, th- I think this all as a whole is super exciting. There's actually at least one thing in one of the regular books this week that I'm going to talk about where I think it's Kenneth's teeing something up for a change that's maybe going to carry forward into the new uh, generation, if you want to call it that. I mean, what have you, you know, the new rebirth, the new whatever. Um, so, it does feel like all the wheels are spinning. And maybe, like, let's say the generation one-shots, which were meant to be like six of, I think. Um maybe these they've all been reshuffled and reformed into like you know three or four of these 80 page books that are all coming in mm. december and january mm. it's a bit more condensed and we're going to be like you know rampaging yeah, through it, them a bit quicker but
1: obviously the the way that it was structured because that was obviously kind of working through the generations one by one you know mm. it was like you know working through time uh, whereas this seems very different now but yeah I'm i pretty... do it. I do
0: feel like whatever this is, though, is probably came from whatever generations was. It's probably been reshuffled. Mm-hmm. Someone's taken the core ID and
2: oh. yeah, it, and and we know that Snyder kind of had to reshuffle something in Metal, right? That he kind of yeah. said they had to rework. So I'm wondering if it is, and and John suddenly, you know, with with how Doomsday Clock went and it getting so delayed that they're just using this to tie it in, and it just it's a happy accident. But also, I, I like that Snyder, you know, he's always wanted to play well with others. Um, mm-hmm. So, if, you know, of course, he's going to be accommodating even kind of as he's on his way out because he has his, you know,
0: uh, creator-owned... is exciting. Uh, I mean, we've, we've been saying so. that we've been in the mood for kind of another sort of refresh for about a year or so, I mm-hmm. think. And I feel like this is coming at just... Maybe not the right time. The right could time. Have, maybe it could have been a little bit earlier, but, like, honestly, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's a
1: little bit later than we'd have liked because... You know, by the time we started hearing about this, a little bit over a year ago, give or take, we were like, "Yeah, okay, we're kind of ready for that." Um, and we were kind of ready then. I suspect we would have got this, you know, probably around nowish if you know we hadn't shut everything down for months. Oh sure. Uh, which obviously isn't yeah. their fault, but I think it's just naturally Wait. delayed. Uh,
0: I would um, because I'm still expect, I'm not expecting everything to change. I'm expecting like Tamaki, I expect to still be on Wonder Woman. I think Tiny will still be on Batman, but. A lot of the other stuff, obviously, I expect some new big splash on Flash because, you know, Williamson's ended his run. There's a couple of fill ins. There's this tie in issue, which obviously is just what's yeah. going on in this winter.
1: Flash, probably Aquaman, uh, Justice League, for sure. Yeah, uh,
0: m- m- maybe some stuff coming back, like maybe oh. a Green Arrow book, maybe.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, something. I, I, don't know. I know I just compared Rosenberg to Williamson just with Freshness, but Rosenberg on Flash could be cool. <laughs>
1: it could be. Uh, I, I, I Honestly, I'm not sure if I've read much by Rosenberg, I didn't read any of that, you know, highly acclaimed X stuff.
0: I almost so, I always feel like I it'd be really too close to the Phoenix stuff, though, just like the Phoenix Force, because it was very Speed force in that book, uh-huh. so I almost don't want him to do Flash, just so he's staying away from Speed Force things for a while. <laughs> just let him do something different.
2: I mean, that's fair.
0: But, uh, it is exciting though. Uh, all this is cool stuff. Uh, the Death Metal 7 solicit is also here. Uh, again, that's the first week of January, so... And it's interesting. We, we, I mean, admittedly, the third thing we have, which is like strange adventures, which we'll get to later. But this and the one shot both feel like they're they're there to tee up right before everything kicks off the following week. Would be my guess.
1: Yeah, and uh, just correct for myself, you know, I've been saying, you know, I've not read much, but I've it kind of dawned on me. I think I you know, just double checked. He's been writing a Hawkeye Freefall, which ah. I thought mm-hmm. was uh, delightful. There you go. So yeah, I'm in. There you yep. go. Uh, we mentioned there was going to be a,
0: a Christmassy anthology special. I mean, w- uh, let's be honest, we're going to skip this because we have a lot of other 80-page books to read in December. But uh, yeah. DC's Very Merry Multiverse, issue one. It's a good title, if nothing else. Yeah. I'll it that.
1: Did, uh, did we mention the ending of Metal there?
0: I mentioned Seven's yeah, coming out. Seven. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, obviously, that's Jerry, But it mentions that there's, you know, multiple epilogues mm-hmm. that lead into the next Which... phase of the DC universe again. That's
0: not surprising.
1: That's not... No, it's not. No, all, that but, happened you know, with No
2: Justice, right? Uh, for yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah it had yeah. like levels, more More just
1: you know. Okay, that's you know we're we're hearing about that early in this context because it's a January book. officially. Yeah. and it's, so it's uh like, okay stuff starting right after that. Not I'm surprising,
0: thought. but it's it's a little bit bigger. It's one dollar more. It's a six dollar forty eight page book. Which again, all these epilogues setting up whatever's coming next is not that surprising? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a Jenny Hex special issue one, which is not to do with Endless Winter. It's just uh it's
1: just a, it's just yeah. a little sure. uh. Notably, one of the, write- the, the writer is one of the writers that was just on one of those big yeah, one shots. It was,
0: yeah. One of the names that I didn't recognize. Uh, Magdalene Visaggio yeah. Or Visaggio, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name there, sorry. But, uh, Glenn Melinkov on the art. So this is a 48-page, $5 uh, one-shot about Jenny Hex, who, you know, has only been a member of the Young Justice so far and it was a new character. And Interesting that someone else that's not Bendis is stepping in to do a, a story.
1: Yeah, I might give mm-hmm. this a track. Something.
2: Jenny's a great character.
0: Uh, that's a, that's a fifth week book, so it's on that sort of perfect time of the month for them to maybe slip you an extra little book that you may not have tried otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. So, that is cool. Uh, We're not done with one shot of shit, because we got a couple more of those uh, Dark Multiverse, Tales from the Dark Multiverse books. Uh, so the first one is Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is written by Steve Orlando, which means mm-hmm. our, our interest, D- despite the fact that the cover's got Alan <laughs> and Jay, and it
1: looks like a really I, good I cover. I have not seen who was writing, I just kind of... <laughs> So the couple went. Oh, more <laughs> of these, and then it, it might, you just. Well, I know, I do. Mike
2: Perkins art too.
0: And I like Perkins. I'm a so I feel like.
2: So I, I pulled up Magdalene Visaggio just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes from the DC Comics writer workshop under Snyder. Oh, that's cool. So this is one of one of Snyder's other, uh, people, but also it says that uh, where would it go? She got Eisner Awards for best limited series. Um. It was nominated. It didn't win. So, and then also 2019 award for Eternity Girl,
0: um,
2: which, yeah, she wrote on Shade, uh, The Changing Girl, JLA Doom Patrol Special. So kind of over in that young animal. So,
0: I mean, the last uh, big notable recruit from that that pool was uh, Tynan, and he turned out pretty well. So, uh, Yeah. yeah. A little shaky start, I don't think anyone really cared for his Talon series that much, but once we do like it I-
2: but he made Red Hood, uh, readable for me, so, you
0: know. <laughs> Next he cures cancer, because it's equally impossible, um, uh-huh. so, well, I shouldn't say impossible, unlikely. Obviously we all hope for it to happen, but.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, hot takes aside, uh, what's the next
1: book? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was really a hot take, but... Uh, yeah, well, it's just to bail you out of trouble, T. Move yeah, on. Just
0: a... <laughs> I feel like we've taken the wrong meaning from what I was... I was trying to joke about Red Hood. That's... I have controversial opinions yeah, about wanting to cure cancer. You, so hey, what's the next thing? <laughs> Alright, next one is uh, Tales of the Dark Multiverse. Dark Knight's Metal issue one which is a mouthful of a title. And it's really funny that we're at the point now with this, these things that we're now doing the first Metal story as a Tales from the Dark Multiverse story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's odd. Uh, so that's Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, and Scott Snyder writing... I
1: think, uh, Snyder is just doing a backup story, though. They're
0: just a backup, okay. Uh, yeah, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, I've been very hit and miss with their fill-ins. Uh, there's been a couple that I've really liked, and then there was a couple that I did not Green Arrow that I really didn't like
2: but
1: then there was one that I did, like... I I think they did some stuff on the Star Trek Year 5 book that I've been reading. They've done, like, an arc or two on that that I've enjoyed. So, Mm. I think, overall, I've enjoyed more than I haven't from them.
0: Yeah, the first crisis... uh, The first multiverse story one there, Dark Multiverse story, is the middle of the month, and that second one is in the fifth week. So, maybe I'll give it a chance because it's the fifth week. I have to admit, because of all these other more important one-shots coming out, these Tales from the Dark Multiverse ones seem a little less important, especially since... We, yeah. already, we already kind of did the thing that the first batch was building up to. So these that, ones. That
1: kept me going through a lot of yeah. them. Like, not that they were, you know, some of them were really good, but some of the ones that, you know, where, where I was feeling like, eh, do I care about this particular one, there was, oh, but there's an overarching thing. And I don't know if that's the case this time.
0: But well, also, for some reason, there's a third one, which is actually the first one that comes out of the three, but it's been put last in the list for some stupid reason. Thanks, DC. Uh, <laughs> so the last one and, is. Is it
1: alphabetically the last?
0: Um uh, yes. maybe. Yes. I mean the order of this solicits are all over the goddamn place. But these three yeah. in particular are Crisis, to
2: that. dark metal, C, D, and then W. So yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so Tales of the Dark Multiverse, Wonder Woman, War of the Gods, issue one, which is mm-hmm. written by Vita and art by Ariel Olivetti. So uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. uh I've enjoyed uh Ayala's stuff that I've read so far. Um not familiar with the art. I
0: still. think I have I mean she did a really good uh uh, story on Supergirl. Uh, I was co-written maybe with Orlando, but it was one of the better Orlando-written issues, I think. Yeah,
2: sounds bad. We right? also say that about J- Jody Jody Hauser.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but jo- Jody Hauser has also uh, proven herself repeatedly. Uh, yeah. stuff
2: no, oh no, I know, but it's just you always throw that in.
1: I know. I know. Just, uh, yeah. just like in terms of DC stuff, uh, Vita Ayala has done. Uh, she did a story in the last uh, Metal Guidebook one-shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a story in Wonder Woman 750, uh, Aquaman Annual Issue Two. That was uh, one of the year of villain tie-ins. But just yeah, you know, handful of little things here and there that have added up.
0: Hmm. Um. So that's cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, we have the third issue of Batman Whitney Presents Harley Quinn. Not much to say. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, we got a oh, Batman.
2: Is riding the hyena. It's a pretty great visual we got
0: Batman 104 and 105 coming out, as you would expect. Uh, some nice enough covers, I guess.
1: Yeah, Tynan, um, he did it, He did his newsletter again this week for the first time in a while with a big bit on Batman. And uh, talked about Clown Hunter. So mm-hmm. that's the, the big new thing. And this next arc coming up uh, after Joker War is, is going to be the big Clown Hunter arc. Uh, originally, Clown Hunter wasn't actually going to be in Joker War at all. It was just that he saw uh, people responded to Punchline really well when she was introduced a little bit earlier and kind of seeded in rather than just thrown in for her story. So decided to do the same thing with, uh, with Clown Hunter and kind of built in a few extra scenes here or there of a Joker War.
2: Oh, cool.
0: We uh, also have Batman Annual, issue five, which is written by Tynan, so it's not some guest writer. And James Stokoe on art. Which guest, is please. very exciting, quite frankly. Uh, so this is this is you know the fifth weekend uh, or fifth week I should say, as you'd expect, uh, with an annual. Uh, it spins out of uh, Joker Wars, a Clown Hunter uh, focused story. Uh, so mm-hmm. should be interesting. Uh, I always like when an annual is by the ongoing writer, and it's not just some random.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because Stoko is doing a Clown Hunter story in the Batman Warzone one shot that's coming up. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's he's it... doing that, so it's the same it, artist, you know, linked. talks there. about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's, the...
0: that's what it spins out of. Yeah, yeah, specifically.
2: Um, and that that covers very Norman Rockwell esque with Batman staring down at Clown Hunter, disapprovingly.
0: Yeah. So uh, this, the the variant covers kind of stylized, but I kind of like it too. Uh...
1: That, uh, the the one where he's staring down him is is the variant.
0: Okay, the oh, well, the, the regular one. I don't know. What, whatever one's what. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, well, the you one know
2: what they? Him. This website needs to put that first. Then the the natural cover. It does. I'm on, I only
1: know that because of the signature there that mm. I can Yeah, see.
2: Yeah.
1: It was uh, late. yeah. The the one with Batman up on the gargoyle in the background is uh, that's the regular cover.
0: Yeah. So cool. Is that Joe? Uh, you know, it was so metallic looking. I thought it was some sort of like, I don't know. <laughs> it looked, kind of looked like a. Like like a, like a Rangers Zord that's like halfway through transforming or something like that.
1: <laughs> a I yeah, I can see it.
0: That's really metal. Oh,
1: shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking when the Megazord was in that sitting pose before it would Do stand it, up. Tynan.
1: Do it. Do <laughs> it.
0: Well, he has new vehicles every issue. Why, why not? Why not a, a Bat Zord? Uh, we have deceased all Deceased Dead Planet issue six uh, of seven that is uh, coming out. I mean, you know, as we expect. Uh, and I will say I do love the variant for this, but they're actually doing the Shazam movie as the poster they're, they're riffing on, but it's Mary Marvel instead of uh Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, that, that
1: made me laugh. I do I I also like, that a lot. Really like the other variant, the, the fate one is a gorgeous cover. Um I mean it's Matina. Matina.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the guy knows his stuff. Uh we got one of them in seven six eight and seven six nine uh, from Tamaki's Run. Uh yeah, you know,
1: so as we'd expect. two, Three different artists over the two issues, which is frustrating. Uh, <laughs> Very much.
0: <laughs> I'm more sick of complaining about the artist changes than I am about the artist changes at this point. I don't know. I'm with I'm, uh, them. Um, Stranger Versus issue 7 is actually for the... S- so, no, 7 is for December, but it's issue 8 is also here, which is for the first week in January. I don't know why they're soliciting that in advance, necessarily. The other ones kind of make sense because I assume whatever they're going to announce, when they announced a slate, which we're hoping maybe today, but whenever they announced a slate for this new phase, we expect that these things have already announced for week one or, or sort of the leads into them, and that's why they've solicited them early. But Strange Adventures issue eight is a separate thing that's, you know, black label and whatever. Who cares? Mm. But whatever, you know, it's there. Um, American Vampire 1976 issue three. That keeps going. Rorschach issue three. The old Tom King 12 issue book that's... uh. About to mm-hmm. kick off. Uh, that's out in December. Sweet Tooth the Return issue two. Uh, that's continuing. Uh more of these young adult trades. We got Catwoman Soul Stealer uh coming out. And then we got a uh, Nubia Real One, which mm-hmm. uh is this a new original character? Uh
2: seems seems that. like it. She's yeah. Amazon like strength by pushing over tree ro- cat Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh flash facts is the yeah. el- next one.
2: 10 terrific tales about science and technology written by Mayan Bialik.
1: What? <laughs> Curated by, <laughs> by her. Uh, oh. not, not written. Uh, so she's just Edited. collecting the facts, gotcha. I guess. There you go. Uh,
0: okay, gotcha. Right, and I guess we're finally on to kind of the regular books. Well, I would say that those double shipping ones. Oh,
2: god damn it. I not know.
0: Look at the cover for this. <laughs> look at the cover. Um, so, unfortunately. Uh, th- Bendis's run on the Superman books is is ending with a bit of a whimper. I'm sorry, least... why,
1: why did you say unfortunately?
0: Well, because John Romita Jr. never left. He's actually going to be on the final issue of his Action Comics run, which is really upsetting. Uh, so if I even says here, the powerhouse creative team of Brian Michael Bendis, John Romita Jr. and Klaus Janson wrap up their run in Action Comics. Why is he involved in the run? No, no, he came on like halfway through it, and he's sucked terribly.
1: It's awful. Um. But yeah, so This is now the the Bendis and Ravita Jr. run. Oh officially. Oh Ugh, what a vomit in my mouth. I actually quite like the variant, because uh, it's it's a uh, grandpa who it can be hit or miss for me. Uh I really like what he does with the flowing cape in the Well, I mean
0: a- anything looks good next to that <laughs> Ravita Jr. It's cover. <laughs> it could be a Gilliam March cover and you'd think it's oh maybe I'll get that signed and printed and put it on the uh on the wall in the frame. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it's so the last Action Comics issue, which is issue 1028, and Superman 28 is his last Superman issue, which Ivan Reset is back, uh, which is back this week as well, I think he's back for the final arc, uh, which makes sense, because he started the whole thing. So, yeah, uh, you know, I've enjoyed most of Superman uh, by Bendis, I think. It's maybe not been as monumental as it maybe first seemed like it was going to be. And Action Comics definitely took a big hit in the art uh, once Romita Jr. Big stepped time. on board. Uh, I will say, I, I do think Beness's villains are mostly going to be pretty forgettable, but I have liked all the stuff with Superman revealing his identity. So I know there's been a lot of value in, in the run. So
1: I'm really looking forward to whatever we get next, personally. It'll be nice to read Superman. Um, I'm hoping we get two different writers, two different teams on the books. What
0: uh, yeah. watch Steve Orlando be in one and Riley Roswell will be in the other. No, no
1: they no, have to hang go on. together. Yeah, they they work together quite a they bit. Do.
0: So they'll be on the same They do, but and even though I wouldn't want to read them either, there's just something funny to me about Connor not wanting to read either book again.
1: Well, <laughs> no, if that's how it works, that's yeah, that's that's uh that's how it is. And if it's Dumb because you know, it's on two separate books. I won't complain in the same way. An, like, well, you know, they had two chances. You know, sucks for me, but... I'm an agent you know. of chaos. That's all I
0: can say. Uh, just don't put that into the world. Batman Beyond issue 50 is the series' final issue. That's made it much farther than any of us thought it would. So, 50 damn yeah. issues. I'm I'm
1: impressed.
0: Yeah. It's actually kind of weird. It's not oversized. You would think they'd do like a final oversized mm-hmm. issue because it's issue 50, but just one regular issue to, to say goodbye. Uh... Dan Jurgens wraps up his fifty issue run on the book, which is impressive. I mean, this will have a meaty omnibus someday. Who uh, who have thought it?
1: I uh, I wish I cared enough about Batman Beyond because I think people who do have seem to enjoy this run, and I, I can only assume there's enough of them for it to have gone to fifty oh, yeah. damage.
2: Yeah, but
0: I I read the first arc or whatever. Yeah, you know, it was it was perfectly readable. It was you know, it was a fine, entertaining. read. I,
2: I I want to go back now that now there's an end point. So I think think it, it could be fun.
0: Uh then we have Batman Superman issue fifteen. Uh got some uh solemn grundy looking action here by the, the looks of it. Uh Batman the Adventures Continue issue seven is coming out, and also Batman the Batman Adventures, DC Classics. Uh which is its final issue, but I assume that was known or I mean it's just a
1: reprint anyway.
0: So yeah. So, is, yeah. so uh, we got Catwoman issue twenty eight, uh coming out. Um, I'm sure Connor wants to talk about the preview pages of the first Rambi oh, issue. They-
1: the uh Rambi shared them on Twitter for at least a couple of pages from twenty five. I don't know if he's doing the, the full thing in twenty five or if it's like a split issue with you know Maybe. other stories. Yeah. Um look gorgeous and definitely has me going, Yeah, okay, I wanna I wanna try this cat one book now.
0: Yeah. I hate to say that the Joel Jones cover is the weaker of the two, but the version one here is quite nice. Spectacular. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't, you can't blame yourself. I
0: mean, yeah, it's hard to...
2: Fissions is great.
0: Hard to deny it. Uh, we got Detective Comics 1032 and 1033. Uh, still Tomassi on those books. Uh, so, going forward. Uh, the Dreaming Waking Hours issue 5 is coming out. Far Sector issue 9 is coming out. Um, <laughs> the Every Other Month schedule on that now really has slowed it down, because I'm like, it's only issue 9 in December?
1: Yeah, the, <laughs> the the 9, you know, the, the two issues two months an issue, and then the break that it had as well, and I think it was already delayed once before the break. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's taking so long. Yeah, uh
0: we got Green Lantern Season 2, Issue 10
1: coming out. Um Yeah, we had uh, Sharp this week saying how he believes this is Morrison's last DC book ever. Mm-hmm. Uh We'll see. Yeah,
0: uh, Hellblizzard Rise and Fall Issue 3 coming out in December. Harley Quinn, The Birds of Prey, issue 4. This is the Connor and Palmiati uh, miniseries. This is the final issue as well. It's 4 of 4. Uh, Last God, issue 11, is coming out. Legion of Superheroes, issue 12, is coming out. Uh, not final, worth mentioning. No, I
1: actually I found myself checking for that final issue tag on this Me one. too. Not because I want it to be the final. Yeah, you know, I don't care. Um, But, I don't know. It's, it's got that feeling to it now where... Any issue could be the final issue, yeah. especially with a round number like twelve for the trades. We, we
0: do expect Bendis on another big book after he's done with Superman, right? Okay, when they announced the next mm-hmm. new wave of books, I expect him to be on at least one big book.
1: Yeah, um, we never did get his uh, what was the Leviathan follow-up that was supposed to have so Checkmate. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Check I think we'll probably get that. We'll probably get I that. I think that's coming. Plus an ongoing. I feel like yeah, he'll be I, on one I ongoing. Reworked into yeah. whatever's coming next, which is probably why he got pulled. Yeah, um, but I think there is at least that, plus probably at least one new ongoing, uh, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing issue seventy-seven. Uh,
0: Dick is back, but I mean, just kind of waiting for the it's, new run to start now.
1: It, it's kind of a little depressing because it, that's like that's a gorgeous proper Nightwing cover at last. That you know, I, mm-hmm. I just scroll by and see, it and I'm like, oh, it's back, and I'm I'm not, I'm not even reading it, but it's just nice to know. I I think I like
0: the one where he's I guess the regular cover he's, he's landed on the car and all the glasses shot like smashing all over the place.
1: I yeah,
0: like that that's one. I nice. like I'll, that I'll one. I like them both. Uh, Red Hood issue fifty-two, not outlaw anymore, just Red Hood. Uh, mm. I guess when Lobdell left, they uh
1: they shook up the title a little bit as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and it is just Red Hood. There are no outlaws by the sounds of that mm. solicit text.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Corinne's favorite book just will not die. So.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> maybe it'll be good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who Who knows? <laughs> if it's good David will pull his choice and pick something Probably. else Is what I'm yeah. expecting yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo we Are You 107 and then we're out of the trades um, uh, notably Batgirl Returns Omnibus is the Gale Simone U52 run Uh it's an interesting title for that an Omnibus farm, mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's right. I mean I liked it a lot more on the Burnside stuff so uh, it's a perfectly sure. solid run yeah um it was. It wasn't always great. I did think it peaked with the the the, the brother stuff. I think it was on the original trades. It was like volume four. Uh,
1: yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Uh, that stuff was really good. But there
1: you go. Yeah. So Matt, do 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 you want the Earth One box set?
0: <laughs>
1: I have the Earth One box set.
0: Just without the uh the, the slip
2: cover. I, yeah, I own them already. Ugh. two of those books are are fine the other one. It, it's so bad that you don't want to own it. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I was given them, and it's rude to say no.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, that is the DC Comics solicits for December. It was definitely a meaty batch. Which is funny, because we expect, obviously, there to be another meaty batch of stuff to talk about when they announce what's coming next, which I do expect, I mean, at the, if it doesn't come today or th- through fandom, it's definitely
1: happening before the next batch of solicits. It has to. Uh, it does have to yeah and honestly it's quite interesting that these are such meat solicits usually that last month before everything changes it's kind of like yeah okay this is going that's happening it's fine you know it's it's the last issue of the event that we know is the one changing it something like that but this actually has stuff going on it's, it's different yeah uh,
0: it's very very odd but hey uh, there you go that is the uh, solicits Dark Knights, Death Metal, Trinity Crisis, Issue One. I really don't think the Dark Knights at the start of these. Just Death Metal, Trinity <laughs> Crisis would have been fine.
2: Yeah, probably. But, you know, uh, there's a brand.
0: I know. Uh, Scott Snyder writing with Francis Manapul on the art, and mm-hmm. this is honestly kind of an essential chapter <laughs> in the in, in and, the story. And
1: yeah, they could say that this... it's not, but they're lying. Yeah, I, I said this uh, back when we had the last issue of Metal, and I was very concerned. Because this and yep. speed metal felt essential, and they're overpriced books, and I, I'm not a fan of that. If if they're essential, they should be just that part of the main story. And I think honestly, I mean, the only reason they're not is because they're not uh, Capullo drawing.
2: Yeah, and on, on top of that, it feels like the Haw- Hawkman Lost and Found, which weren't. Essential, but kind of were. I don't remember if those were overpriced.
0: Yeah, I feel like. Uh, I mean, obviously, I expect Metal Issue Four, which it says at the end of this, to be continued. The Metal Issue Four. Mm-hmm. I expect it'll quickly recap just what they found at the end of this issue, and that'll be it. But yep. the story of them actually sneaking into Castle Bat and sort of reaffirming what the plan is, the steps that and are taken ending. to get there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the ending. Uh, it was, the, it, you know, and I do. I actually do appreciate it taking the time for them to. It makes me feel like more of a challenge, them actually having to sneak through and, like, achieve all these mm-hmm. little steps along the way. And uh, this idea that they're going after, like, these worlds where the crisis, the three big crises, the final, the infinite, and the obviously the original one, uh, right. are ongoing and they're going to win them all. Uh, one one per hero, uh, which is, and they've got Alfred boxes. Which...
1: That <laughs> was... Yeah, because yeah, they're obviously much... just, you know, we, we've had father boxes in the past. Mm-hmm. and it seems to me they are just those
2: well father box came from dr impossible who they set up in the melzer as he was supposed to be from earth three where yeah. everything was flipped so you know the father box but even then i mean r- remind me where else it's popped up that's the only place i remember
1: um i've never seen him in some side stuff with in
2: it would make sense that Omega uh, Matt,
0: Batman.
2: make
0: uh, I mean, Mother Box is obviously way more common, but Father Box does pop up as a term every yeah. once in a while. Well,
2: as I was saying before, my mic went rogue. Um, it makes sense that the Omega Batman, the Dark Side Bat Side, as we yeah. call them. So would have an
0: Alfred Box. The Trinity, along with Harley, Jonah Hex, Swamp Thing, and Jarrow, who's got a a jar.
1: To help amplify of his... Of course it's an effing jar.
2: It's, yeah, it's not a jar, it's glass made from the fire pits of apocalypse and eighth metal bindings, so it will increase your telepathic abilities.
0: And the shape of a jar.
2: Of course it's a, <laughs> it like an effing jar, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: I love jar, Oh uh, dear. So they make all this big speech. Uh, I did actually. I got a little chuckle here of some of Harley's dialogue uh, when she's trying mm-hmm. to say, Why, why are we doing this? Like maybe I'm better staying back with the rest of the heroes and like fighting the the big scary mom." Uh, anyone else want to trade? Teen Titans. Don't look away from me, Beast Boy. That, that only mm-hmm. made me laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. But they they go to Castle Bat. Uh, we see a variety of the the, the Batman um, and sneaking in Swamp Thing. Gathers all of the green energy that's basically left in the world, which is a big mm-hmm. risk because if he's taken out with all this green energy, the green's basically gonna be dead, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he forms a tunnel for them to go underneath the castle bat. Uh,
1: and I love this page again. This is uh, Manipul at his best, with yeah. So, so the, the, I was worried the about
2: the last couple Manipul issues we've gotten. I've kind of seen Rush, you know, like it was here, you know. Odd thing here, and there. This is back to form. Just, I mean, the swamp thing pages by themselves with the layouts,
1: with like the you, vines. Even before we get to the, the the bit where he's inside the tunnel, uh-huh. um, yeah, like the, the the page with the vines that one at the bottom mm-hmm. where it's like you know the them going into his mm-hmm. mouth yep. uh, for the cave entrance is just gorgeous. And it's
2: like it still feels like the watercoloring, but it doesn't feel painted. Uh, Manipule, like it definitely feels more in line with. Capullo with the hard lines. You know what? It
1: reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, Jock's work on witches.
2: Kind of, kind of, Um, but yeah. So you can tell it's Manipul, but it's not the same, you know, uh, vibe, if you will. But you know, which works for something like this because you kind of want to mimic Capullo's designs and whatnot, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. This this is his his story. His world.
2: Right. So, uh, but no, there's that image with. With it worked and the basically the Justice League with you know, uh, Black Lantern, Batman, Apocalypse, Superman. Uh, what was she? Was the Warden of Hell? Wonder Woman, yeah. Like, these yeah. are all real cool. Uh, Harley with Jaro and, and Zombie Jonah Hex. Like, Zombie Jonah Hex is almost a misfit song when you think about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it does a, a little tease here where, where Jaro kind of senses what's going on with the, the speedsters, that the, oh. the Wally's on the mm-hmm. run because the, the, they've been found, uh, which is essentially almost a bit of cross promotion. I mean, in a weird way, it's huh? like, hey, remember the other one shot that's
1: coming I, out? I'm shocked there wasn't an editor's note going, check yeah. out speed metal in two weeks or whatever it is.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And also, talk about layouts again. That layout within, you know, within Jaro is you can see the Justice League behind him and then what he's sensing with the speedsters coming out in the darkest night, chasing them in, like, the negative space.
1: It's like he's projecting it
2: out, isn't it? uh Uh-huh. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Jonah Jonah Hex gives Harley a pep talk and she kisses him on the cheek. She's getting kind of basically scared and nervous about everything. Gives her a pep talk, she kisses him on the cheek and afterwards says, did you just slip me tongue? And he says, I have no cheek there, there's nothing else to kiss. Yeah,
2: that's pretty good. She's like, yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> um So they get to their their entrance. Uh, they're confronted with more. Uh, dark if, knights. Yeah, dark knights. Yeah, we've, we've got the the Batman, Wonder Woman, daughter. We have Black Monday, which is obviously the solemn Grundy.
2: By far, my favorite of these is thus far, because you can tell that that Snyder's having a field day mm-hmm. naming Just these. Sticking.
1: Is on everyone he can.
2: Well, just that, and then the name Black Monday, and then Ark, and the Pearl, and Chiropter instead of Chemo. Like Cairo is the Latin base for for the species of bat, or for the genus of bats. You know, so like that's. I like this. This is real cool. Normally this would annoy me, but I always <laughs> having fun.
0: Uh, so yeah, you have a big face sequence uh, with the with the, the characters. Um, you know, it's a uh, silly fun. Jarro ends up, you know, <laughs> like flying through there at one point. Uh, the Trinity sort of sneak away, and they actually sense that there's like a dark presence near them, and they actually they run into Barbatos, uh who you know, yeah, not seen in great detail. Uh, I don't think since Metal, right? Or maybe no? he's maybe he's uh, briefly popped up since then, but, but, from my but,
1: uh.
2: but basically, they they explain they use this to explain that he was kind of just being used by Perpetua. Like he thought he was using Perpetua, but Perpetua was using him. And so it kind of is almost like a commentary from Snyder going, oh, you guys all thought this was the big bad. This was just the setup to the big bad, uh, which is you know, something else I appreciated.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm getting that, that meme moment from an episode of Person of Interest that I've not even got to yet. Uh-huh. But it was that meme moment where someone's sitting in like a, a church like uh, pew Mm-hmm. And there's someone behind them with a gun to the back of their head. And then there's someone behind yeah. them with a gun to the back of their head. And, and then it cuts away, s- and there's a the sniper, sniper all yeah. the way back up. So, yeah. I don't know who the sniper is yet, but you've got Barbatus at the front, you've got Perpetua, uh-huh. and then you've got the Batman who laughs, or the Darkest Night now. So, uh-huh. we're just waiting for the reveal of who the sniper is to win I'm... all this. <laughs> we know who
2: the sniper is. It's Lex Luthor. Yes.
0: Ah, uh, I suppose. Okay, yeah, it's alright.
2: But I just love that because we we built a, uh, bar- Barbatos... It was, like, such a big deal. And just the way they deal with him here, where (laughs) Superman punches his mouth closed, which someone like the Clark that I know and love, but in Darkest Nights, I'll I'll allow it. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah, the others uh, who are left behind, that's Jonah, Jaro, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing, who's at full strength right now, because he sort of collected what he can of the green and Harley. Uh, Robin King comes for them kind um, of hate him <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed some of this stuff with them fighting yeah. uh, you know Harley interact with them call him a little brat in fact one of the things that I've not mentioned yet that I really liked was the kind of like bickering rivalry between Jaro and Jonah Hex where they're constantly mm-hmm. like basically telling each other to go die <laughs> essentially right. yeah uh, I enjoyed that back and forth <laughs> but uh, the the others end up in their various crisis worlds uh but they're surprised. They're surprised when they get there's some big two-page layouts for each one of them arriving, um, ending with Wonder Woman arriving in the Infinite Crisis world, uh, only to find out that these aren't the crises that they can come to, to, to win, or that they did win. This is the crises where they lost. So in the Infinite Crisis world, would you believe that standing victorious over everything is Superboy Prime? And that's the cliffhanger we've we on.
1: I love how this makes perfect sense. Of course, mm-hmm. in the dark multiverse versions that they're visiting, yeah. it's the ones where they lost. Of course, it is. Yeah, it yeah. just never crossed their minds. Well,
2: so I got I got a little confused because when we got to the crisis on Infinite Earth with Batman, and it's where the Anti Monitor one, but he's the Anti monitors taking the form of the the Hawk, yeah, the, uh, the Hawkman or Hawkwoman, Martian Manhunter kid from the mm-hmm. ninth, uh, or that no, it wasn't there it was the, the sixth sex- dimension, the sixth
0: dimension, yeah. There you
2: go. So I thought that was a little weird and I was like, OK, and then we get to the final crisis where there's Omega Superman and Tusk Darkseid, which looks dope. Like, yeah, I'm, just... I'm not going to lie there. That is a metal cover. Like, he looks like the Motorhead logo,
1: right? Mm, I can see it.
2: And and then, yeah. And then we get to the infinite crisis where, of course, Superboy Prime is in. It got me thinking before it's just kind of pops up in the solicits of kind of where this is going. Of of course it's going to build to Superboy Prime versus The Darkest Night because everything is Superman versus Batman. <laughs> right? And then you have this character in Superboy Prime, right, who I know people are so tired of Superboy Prime and, you know, with, with Shazam last week, I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I kind of like what he represents right now. Whereas the problems with Superboy Prime come from he wanted the heroes to be good. Right? And they disappointed him and that's where it turned dark with him versus the Darkest Knight, who's just pure chaos and evil, and just wants things his way. And I think that's a great, you know, a great take from Snyder on the differences between how how Superman can be corrupted versus Batman being corrupted.
0: Yeah, uh, it's prime time, baby. That's but that's the only thing I have say about it. It's prime time. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I I enjoyed the issue. It did feel like a proper chapter. It didn't feel like a, a weird side issue, um. Which I guess has its caveats because it's not just yeah. issue four, um. It's kind of weird, and in on the one hand, I appreciate that they they figured out a way to not like delay everything a month and just have like a weird month off where we were doing some sort of weird filler. But you know, it is kind of kind of weird. Uh, but I mean, comic book readers tend to be. I don't know. Pay
1: attention to these things. So I assume that I'm we'll... just like personally on that though. I'm I'm kind of fed up of forgiving them for this and just kind of letting them off because oh well we know what we're doing. That's, that's not the point, is it though? It's it's well no, but what do you want to do about it better then. I, I I want them to not have to make me buy an extra what was it six dollars book uh, that, that they tell me isn't going to be necessary uh, yet clearly is part of the main story. That I will feel missing if I didn't read this. Okay, fine. Uh, I would say that. <laughs> well, I am saying huh. that. I, I, I just, I'm just i fed up of comic companies in general doing this, and and all of us going, ah, well, that's comics. So it shouldn't be, though, should it? I mean, there's better ways.
0: It, it's a weird thing where I, like, I feel more relieved than I do annoyed because I'm just happy it didn't feel like a waste of time.
2: Yeah, I I have a lot of fun with this, so I don't mind. Yeah. Like and plus, I'm gonna collect stuff anyways. So, if that's the perspective of you, just get all of the stuff that's associated with the event, <laughs> you're covered. And I'm glad this feels. I'm glad this doesn't feel throwaway.
0: Matt, you know? Matt, solution is just buy everything that has the banner on it, and you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's how I read all the Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah, you have no regrets you, you read about way that. Way too much Flashpoint. I
2: also got a yeah. lot of convergence. I have a problem guys, uh, so I don't do this
1: anymore, yeah, except com- com- for Dark
2: Knight's Metal. Yes, Convergence. In- endless
0: Winner. And whatever comes after that, yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh So, <laughs> no, I, I mean, <laughs> I thought it was an enjoyable issue, uh, I, I liked how it just stayed focused on the goal, it made the mission of going to these worlds feel like a challenge and not just something that was easily accomplished between pages, which sometimes in these big events they'll have characters just do things that seem like it should be really big deals.
1: And well, we because st- it's in the scheme of the, the larger event, yeah. it's like not that big a deal. But, yeah. I was like, think
0: any of these one-shots for uh, Death Metal have, have really let me down yet. Yeah, I suspect that eventually, I mean, there's a lot of them coming, so I suspect one I will at some point. But
1: I, I was a little bit disappointed in the first one, I think it was, that underwhelmed me a bit. It wasn't bad, but just it, it, it felt like, oh, it's one of these one-shots. Yeah. Well. Whereas this doesn't feel like that. I can give it that for sure.
0: But here we go. So uh, Matt, what are you giving? uh, Trinity Crisis. I'm gonna give
2: this an eight point five. I had a lot of fun with this, and it was maybe because I went with lower expectations, thinking it was a throwaway. But um, no, I did not feel throwaway, and I appreciate it for that.
1: Okay, Connor. Uh, I give it the straight eight. I think. Pretty good.
2: Yeah, I'll go with
0: the straight eight. Uh, I think I liked it a little bit more than Connor, but I also don't put Maniple on the pedestal that you two do, <laughs> so... Eight yeah, out of 10 no, for because me. you're wrong. I like his art, I just don't love it like you two do.
2: Yeah, It's good. That's, that's what I just said, isn't it? And, and some people are wrong.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, uh, and while i on controversial subjects, Kyle's crab mask is the best, and we can... Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle's the best when he's that? Ion and has a regular mask and spiky hair. Get the hair drapes and crab mask out of my eyes.
1: Ah, oh, no, hair drapes, please. Oh. Uh, that, that was a more controversial opinion than your cancer thing earlier.
2: What? what, yeah. are they, what that wasn't an opinion on
0: cancer, get <laughs> it. So you say. <laughs> uh, and besides, what? Okay, it'd be an incredibly cynical thing to say that you don't expect cancer to be cured. That's not really an opinion on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of cancer itself. I'm
2: staying out of this. <laughs> yeah, you oh might have made God.
0: the smart choice here. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Um, and while we're on the subject, one of the covers from earlier did have Nightwing with his longer hair, and that is the best Nightwing look that he can possibly have. I, I was have. really
1: worried as to what subject you were going to come out with then. He said, while we're on the subject, I was like, oh, God, what now? Of, what of else hair. Is going to say of hair. Cat- he
0: up, <laughs> Kale's hair. So now I was thinking of uh, Nightwing <laughs> hair.
2: Well, Alright. Lots
0: of comic characters that look better with longer hair. Superman even look better with longer hair. It's actually kind of amazing. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman 762 Mariko Tamaki writing with Caliberberry on the art. And this is of course continuing the Max Lord uh, and also his daughter, Liar Liar uh, mm-hmm. continuing that plot.
2: If she can be believed, because she is a liar.
0: That is true.
2: He doesn't
1: seem to dispute it
2: though. No, but,
0: you know, I just I wanted to go for the easy, you know. Yeah. That said, though, it is the last page of the book, so it's entirely possible at page one of the next issue you'll be him going, what? Who the hell are you? Yeah, yeah. How possible. dare you? Uh, so we get uh, kind of the, the you know, uneasy alliance between Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord because there's chaos happening. There's, there's people causing fires and uh, shootings and all sorts around the city because they're having these hallucinations.
2: It's a little close to home for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in this country? So I was like, Tamaki, I know Tamaki wrote this a while ago, um, but man.
0: I do, uh, I, th- I thought the pages with the fire, uh, mm-hmm. not actually all of the art in the pages, but I thought the coloring and the fire itself all looked very good.
2: Well, I mean, we've seen, if you've seen those pictures <laughs> all over the internet, uh, that
1: orange is very distinct. <laughs> so... It, it's a um horrific but visually pleasing color palette
2: yeah it is um and yes. I'll, I'll say this while we're talking about the art Ugh, i don't feel Barbieri had it on this issue i feel it's a little bit too cartoony sure like diane especially diana and some of these
1: it's manga-esque yeah, it was, which it isn't know, last issue.
2: yeah although here i feel like he's definitely leaned into it more than the last issue um and if you like that style, great. It's just, it's not for me. I, am. And it I liked it on the bothering
1: first me. couple of pages with the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, in, it in works the, there. You know, in the armor, I thought that looked pretty good. But by the time you get to, like there's the double page splash of Wonder Woman blocking all the bullets, I mm-hmm. did not like that at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
0: but she uh, agrees to work with Max Lord. She's not happy mm-hmm. about it. Uh, and actually brings him out, and he ends up helping a bunch of situations. We see him sort of use his powers. Uh, mm-hmm. Liar Liar's kind of following. She's like main controlling, you know, some random soldier, uh, mm-hmm. uh, asking him to do things, but with little flares of, like, humor where she's, like, asking, also turn up the air conditioning and things like that. Right. Uh, just a little bit on the juvenile side. Um, but yeah, you got a big two-page spread of her dodging bullets uh, with the, the guy who thinks he's, what is he, thinks he shouldn't? He thinks he's in his house defending his home or something yeah. like that. Um, no. but he's actually at a fast food restaurant. So, uh, Max Lord's about to like give him rain damage because it, the guy, another guy in the room, tries to shoot him. Wonder Woman saves him, and Wonder Woman's like, "No, you're not going to like do anything nasty to him because cause at first he makes me some bark like a dog, which I mean, it was kind yeah. of darkly funny because it cuts outside. No, you just, it is. You hear the barking, and,
2: and it shows that Maxwell Lord still has that dark edge to him. That like, sure, he's helping Wonder Woman, but he's still not a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, but I did like that scene with with the art where the trigger gets pulled and then the bullets going through the air and then she blocks it for Max uh, with with her bracer. Uh, it was, I mean, that's an iconic Wonder Woman thing. So, but I just like the way that the close ups play in well, there. Which,
0: which even that, I think you have this kind of uh, moments like that where she's using her typical Wonder Woman antics mm-hmm. to protect him as is. Yeah. Sticks out as being kind of noble. It's Just Like, yeah. hey, that's her arch nemesis.
2: Yeah and, yeah, and I do love Diane. Diana always tries to befriend her enemies. I do love that about her. Like, at this point, it's... Some people can see that it's tiring, and I would understand them, but you know, like her with Kale and Cheetah and Silver Swan, and it goes on and on and on. That's just who Diana is, so the fact that she does... It's not just for the mission, right? She is trying to preserve... Max Lord, Honestly, uh, looks...
0: my least favorite the, bit of art of the book is probably the page where the guys like crouching, barking like a dog at the bottom of that page. For some reason, Wonder Woman's hair is just perpetually just
1: kind of up in the air, <laughs> and it's just... yeah. it looks like
2: she's underwater. I don't know <laughs> it kind of yeah, like weird. Got a
1: wind machine on her. <laughs> it. It looks kind of weird. There's, there's a few bits on the line. And, um, the very final page uh, when Laila Laya stood there, and she's got you know the the military police kind of all mind controlled. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be pointing the guns presumably at Wendorman and, and mm-hmm. Maxwell Lord, but it, it looks like they're just, at least one of them definitely just looks like it's straight pointing at Liya yeah. Just one of them,
0: yeah. Two two of them are sort of pacing the same direction, but there's one in the front that looks a bit more angled.
1: Yeah, but at the same
2: time, it's a perspective thing, you
0: yeah. know? Yeah.
2: I mean, so, if I was going, because
0: actually, much. Eta, who's on the other side, it looks like two of them are pointing to someone on the left, and the other two are pointing to someone on the right. So I think two of them are pointing at Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, two are pointing at Maxwell Lord. We just don't have a frame of reference for right the, the geography.
1: Maybe
0: I think that's what's the, happening. The,
1: uh, the guy at the back, um, I don't know, like. He, he feels like he's holding his gun like much higher than everyone else as well. Like it's not that he's yeah. taller. It's like they wanted to make sure the gun was. Not overlapping with his shoulder, he's got his he's elbow like, up, up here, and it's, it's like, how you
2: hold it. Yeah, yeah
1: it, 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 <laughs> and it's not like up near his like in front of his eye either, it's like off to the side, like by yeah. his head. I'm like, What is going
0: on there? This That's is, a weird pose. This is fair. I actually, I did kind of like the couple of pages though, when Max is uh says he's saying yeah. what he saw, and he, it sort of mm-hmm. gives you like a sort of history of Maxwell Lord in the DCU. I
1: like that. I like the layout to these as well.
0: I thought it was cool. Um. But yeah, you know, so it's the idea that she's been following them around all day. And the cliffhanger is her sort of revealing herself and saying the name's Liar Liar. Um, so, yeah, well, we'll see where this goes. Uh, that was, you know, It was another easy read. It went in super quick. Uh, I think that her voice for Diana, Tamaki's voice for Diana, is uh, really fun. It uh, feels true to the character. Um, I liked all the banter with her and Max Lord. Um... And I kind of, you know, as much as, you know, we may have been a little disappointed of, you know, the neighbor turning out to be this villain, I do kind of like her almost childish mixed in with the mm-hmm. typical Max Lord stuff or the main control. Yep. I'm kind of into that, so.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. always one of those where you can see, like, you read it in the solicits and you're like, oh, man. But the way that it's being pulled off, I think it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, Kara probably hates it, but that's fine.
1: <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm not really feeling liar, liar right now. Um, yeah, you know, and, and and I wasn't really feeling the art in this issue uh, mm. much like the last one, uh, but I do like the overall voice, uh, and I like everything between Diana and Lord uh, in particular. I think their 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 dialogue is is particularly strong. Mm. So yeah. I definitely don't hate this issue.
0: You be kind to liar, liar. She's clearly grew up watching Jim Carrey movies, and she picked her name based on a, <laughs> a courtroom comedy. One might call yeah. it. <laughs>
2: um. Uh, one of my favorite things in that is when you watch it on TV, yeah, and they edit it where he's kicking his own ass. He goes, "I'm kicking my own ass," but it gets beat to butt, and it just doesn't flow. Mm. And it just always cracked me up as a kid. Uh, sound drops. It's, it's great. Now I think now they would just leave it even on network TV, right? Yeah, ass yeah. isn't that bad. Well, they edited stuff.
0: There was never a thing in the UK because they just put it on after 9 uh-huh. o'clock and you could put yeah. it out uncut. So that was never
1: yeah, that' The smart way. Yeah. Um, you do get the odd film that, that was on in the day with the cuts that were weird. Uh, they never did the dubbing, though. They never did the whole, you know,
0: yippee-ki-yay, mister Falcon. We never got that. No, they tended to just cut the moment entirely. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard... It, it, it tied... It tended to be borderline things that could appeal to a family, though, they just happened to be a bit edgier. Like, they never put Die Hard on at 2 o'clock in the
1: afternoon. No, no, it would be... I mean, a Jim Carrey movie is probably a good example. Yeah, that would be you yeah. Know, yeah. uh Where they they would just cut the line and just not show it, at all. as long as it flowed. It would, you know. And honestly, it, it's just something where, if you didn't know any better, you would probably feel like, oh, that was a bit of a sudden cut. But it wouldn't feel wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In most of these examples. But yeah, anyway, so... Uh, that is the issue. I wonder in which uh,
0: I I enjoyed, despite the art being up and down. I will say very much so. Uh, I I did enjoy uh, the story, and I-, I think it's flowing very well. And I I find all of Tamaki's issues very easy to read. Like they're just flowing super quick for me. Yeah. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt?
2: Um, it was a, a seven.
0: Connor, uh,
1: six
0: point five. Uh, I will go with the seven point five. It would be higher with better art. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Superman issue 25. Brian Michael Bendis writing with Ivan Reese on the art. And much like a patron made Connor read Action Comics last month, uh, the same patron <laughs> has <laughs> has forced Connor into reading Superman issue 25, which I don't think is as punishing because it's not Romita Jr. That was the real comedy factor for me it's last uh, time.
1: I, I don't know. I think this... Uh, take out the the uh you know in t- just in terms of the writing this this might be worse um Ooh. i don't say it's worse however
2: this issue kept going on Spacey and on
1: yeah it's a long and issue on. do you, you want to hear about light gods yeah
2: and here's like this. i appreciate where where Benice is going and and what senmar seems to be it just man here's that. the thing i re- every time it cut
0: to clark and lana mm-hmm I loved those pages. I thought they're back and forth, uh, kind of tidying up continuity a little bit with what's what you know what their history is right now. Um, I enjoyed those pages immensely, including uh, the flashback stuff. The alien stuff was definitely. I mean, the Clark and Last stuff had a lot of bubbles too. Don't get me wrong, but all of that was really enjoyable to read. The alien uh, like discussion, like at all their bubbles, mm-hmm. was like. To to the point where I'm like, okay, we're setting up another alien villain for Superman to fight in some capacity. I was like, you could easily have condensed all of this alien stuff down to like far less pages and had this be a regular size issue without it's, it missing a beat. Yeah, easily. I
1: mean, just Go questions ahead. on the alien stuff. Is this their first appearance? It's, it's all this new. is all new. Yeah, right. This okay. is all new because we we came from the last one where
2: Superman was upset. You know, he's having some some not personality. Some he needs like therapy. And so we got Doctor Strange and the magic stuff. And that was, you know, that was playing in with some of the stuff that he had done with Leviathan. This is all new. Uh, and I just, I get what he's doing, but I feel a lot of these are the same beats that we've already hit with, like, Naomi and well, I, 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 stuff I'd, in Legion. I'd heard you
0: know? someone refer to this new character, the, the, you know, by the end, this, this champion mm-hmm. of uh, Sinmar, uh, yeah. as kind of feeling that goals are 2.0. And. It's very different yeah. context, but ultimately, yeah, kind of generic alien design is going mm-hmm. to fight Just... Superman.
1: Mm. D- these pages were rough. The, so it this was... is pretty much what the issue opens on. The first page itself is fine, right? Whatever. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The second page uh, is double page uh, is splash. <laughs> Two questions. I mean, okay, one question uh-huh. on this page in particular. Why does it give us the names of every single one of these people uh-huh. when they all sound the exact same? and they all look the same there's not a lot of flourishes to make them look there's, different there's not any visual distinction i could maybe tell the the one main what i assume was a yeah. woman uh the, the president who right. you know who has the extra flair everyone else not all the same yeah uh, i just it's terrible like we've already seen this with krypton right
2: through through the eyes of the the council i forget what they were called but, you know, they were the ones that led Supergirl going across with rolls axe and me and Pete really enjoyed that story. Um, and now we have this other council that's keeping an eye on a Kryptonian refugee to Earth so Bendis can give us his diatribe on what Superman means, which we already kind of have a a take on, judging from him revealing himself and just how he's written him. For the last 25 issues, and then the other however many in action. And then this is just reinforcing that, which then in turn, you know, got Comics Twitter kicked up with, you know, because anytime you try to ascribe a philosophy to Superman, you're going to upset, you know, one or the other. And I get where, where Bendis is coming from here. And in context, it works, but I don't know if any of this was necessary, especially in issue 25.
0: Yeah, I I mean the the core idea of this alien world that Rex that sees Krypton explode, is kind of worried about their own planet but mm-hmm. notices that there's a life raft and you know this ship makes its way to Earth and they say wait a minute this 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 baby's going to end up having like light god powers what's going on? Uh, and can we talk about the light god? Well, one second. Like, the the core idea of them always being hesitant and edgy mm-hmm. that this being might be too powerful and almost being shocked when it seems that from a distance, right. like, wait, he's actually not done anything bad to them yet. In fact, if that he's a hero of the people and everyone seems to right. love him, uh, he's not betrayed them yet. Like, like, There's potential in there. I'm not, I mean, to be honest, my biggest criticism of this issue may not actually be just how tedious some of the alien pages are. Mm-hmm. It's actually that I think the ending's a little unclear as to what exactly happens, because I'm not entirely sure. Yeah.
2: No. and well, That's the thing, you, you say tedious and stuff, and I get it, but like, I don't know. How many more stories do we need of an alien race being, you know, shocked that Superman's not conquered them? Well, going to Bendis, at least one more. Well, and that that's my whole thing. There's other aliens. Like, I don't understand why you need to add a new a new branch. Or ones that haven't even shown up in, in Legion. Like, if these were the he could have even done the Daxamites.
1: He could have done uh the okay. the but, I'm going to Connor. make a, a statement here. Yeah. Bendis is the anti-Morrison. In the sure. sense that Morrison loves k- taking random obscure stuff but, but mm-hmm. pre-establish it and going, I'm going to make this work. Bendis just loves going, right, I'm going to do my own thing. New stuff, new stuff, new sure. stuff, new stuff. But,
2: but then again, if you've read Naomi, him throwing the Ranthanagar war in there, that's, you know,
1: and, I mean, and adding I'm not that... He, I'm not, I don't Ringle. mean that he ignores no. stuff.
2: I know. Yes. But there's precedent. And again, I don't get why we need to introduce the cinema I mean, to so, this.
0: So, some of Bendis's new creations are like are great and I love that he does try yeah. to add new stuff.
2: Well, it does T- say- Teen Lantern, right? That's well, I was, thinking, that we- I, was
0: just, I was just thinking Naomi, but yeah, Teen Lantern as well, sure. Well, yeah, but uh, that's
2: I, I just bought of Naomi. But yeah. yeah. Um but no, I just there's the stuff that he's doing, if you're looking at this through Young Justice and Legion. There's so much other aliens or or worlds to pull from, but he gives us a total new one and then has them rehash everything us readers kind of know. And I get, you know, the, there's the theory that every comic, someone's new comic. But if I was a new reader to Superman and I kept seeing all those bubbles with these completely indistinct aliens, I don't know if I'd want to keep reading Superman.
1: You know? Yeah, you're saying that as someone who's a Bendis fan
2: and a Superman fan, right? Like, again, so it just it's very like Pete said, tedious. But there there's ways to do it, and I just wonder why he picked this one.
1: I I don't don't
0: get it. The core piece of the story, which is they're concerned that Superman could start taking over people. It might even build an entire planet full of people like him. You know, like the Earth will become New Krypton, and all these all the all the beings on it will end up with these powers, and they could start taking over the galaxy. You can get that fear, they're surprised that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And then the ultimate thing, which is they've created their own Superman essentially. And then whatever happens at the end that makes them seem to think Superman's came and killed oh. everyone. <laughs> you can get all yeah. that across in like far less pages and certainly far mm-hmm. less speech bubbles and make it a bit more succinct. And it wouldn't necessarily necessarily be like amazing because it, you know, it's not like right. a super amazing, like original idea. But Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be my problem with this is just how much of a chore it was to read. It's not so much that the concept itself is upsetting me in any way.
2: No, 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 and and that that's it too. Is that it did feel like a chore. So on on top of it, you're just like I'm not gaining anything from this, and it took forever. And the art's nice to look at. I kind of like the alien designs. I just wish they were more distinct. I like the alien
1: design singular.
2: Design, yeah, yeah, you can say. I do like seeing Lana pop back up because it's been forever. I just mm-hmm. after he just offed one redhead in Metropolis, I'm a little worried. Do, for, do, for Matt, Lana. I was actually just yeah. going to
0: say it feels like she's been given so much time and how important she is to yeah. Clark's backstory because he's going to kill her. The villain is going to kill her yeah. off because right. that that this tragic ending he has at the end of this issue where uh, all of these other aliens are dead. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have him retaliate. I mean, not necessarily. Yeah. With the intention right now of targeting that one person specifically, but right. ultimately we're going to end up with Alana's dead story. Because during this, yeah,
2: because she's always there at at big moments in Clark's life, even if she's not right next to Clark, we get her perspective of it. You know, her at the news station when Superman makes his appearance fighting, Luther, right? Which mm-hmm. which, which had shades of Birthright, which I I enjoy. It's my favorite Superman story, really. Um, so that that was cool. But yeah, I'm just wondering why Lana all of a sudden, you know, I hope she's not going to, in essence, get fridged here, where it's just her death to drive the story. Um, It would be a really
0: cynical thing to do right at the end of your run. Uh, when Yeah. I, I don't know. I,
2: or, I, or this is why they're different, right? Maybe this alien learns from, from Superman and that, or whatever. But I also do like the distinction that this, this guy, I forget his name, I don't have my book open me but he was a soldier that went to war and proved himself through combat to be this champion which is completely opposite of, of superman who you know he's not really earth's champion it's just something he's elected to keep everybody safe right like it's not a an actual position so i do like that's a new wrinkle that um ben just really hasn't touched on yeah. I mean, he did the kind of the president of earth you know, to the United Planets and stuff, but not really like this. So I don't, there, there is good in here. It's just, it's too much.
0: I mean, all, all the Lana and Clark stuff I really like. I like him teasing his Leviathan stuff. By when Clark mm-hmm. checks up in Lois, you see that she's with the yeah. other detectives. Uh, that was cool. You know, that was that was a nice little touch. Um, talking like it's just sort of reestablishing some of the content because it feels like Secret Origins back, kind of more or less in continuity for his origin, mm-hmm. uh, based on a couple of this, the details and uh, just things in the art. But then of course also mentions the fact that, you know, like Ma Kent is being basically forgives Clark for eth, and it's ever upset her because she's got a grandson mm-hmm. now. So just those little details. I, I do like that you know, yeah, yeah, weaving in like kind of what continuity... and just almost mm-hmm. it's just a style because the, the Kents have been back barely a while and we're only just still we're still yeah. learning exactly what the, the mm-hmm. deal is. What uh, they know
2: and you know, how how long they've they've been experiencing this, you know. Yeah. Like how how they feel when John went off with Space Grandpa? You know? Like mm. I, I'd love to know how Ma and Pa Kent felt about that. Uh which is cool because that adds more questions. But but yeah, I just I got to this and also Sidmar being purple, red and, and yellow, also the I forget the name of the 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 god of chaos in the last one also having those same
0: Oh uh, um, sure, yeah
2: kind of thing. It's like, I don't know. So I, I guess I'm kind of happy he's drawing it to the end because maybe he just needs a refresh. Maybe 50 issues is kind of his limit. Although we, we've seen him longer on oh, I it's, it's,
0: it's actually 60, really, because you, you throw in a couple well, of those one yeah, shots. Uh, yeah. Plus, plus, in fact, in fact, it's maybe even closer to 70 once you add all that in as well. Yeah. Um.
2: So So maybe, maybe that's just it was his limit on Superman and, you know, he just, you know, because I don't want to just throw, throw it all out because there's been a lot of good with him doing because, again, you go into comics Twitter and you see everybody freaking out and how much of a disaster business has been on Superman. I'm like, well, I don't know. I think we're which, reading different things here, guys. Yeah,
0: which they've been saying since day one, it's worth mentioning. It's not like that's a new True. thing. Uh, well, like,
2: I was upset he aged up John, but that's not enough for me to discredit his entire run because that story that came out of that and John's trauma, which leads to him going to the Legion... That story's good, you know. So yeah, you take the good with the bad.
0: Yeah, I did. But... I did like addressing kind of Lana being Superwoman and kind of talking about that a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, I liked her little line where she said, uh, "In my experience, hanging around with you too long ends up getting you superpowers." That was a nice little meta dig, almost. That was fun. Uh, so yeah,
2: protect, protect. I'm going to start a protect Lana campaign. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, man. <sighs> it's too yeah. late already.
0: Um... Yeah,
2: but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I can talk some sense into Chrome Dome.
0: You know. <laughs> so yeah, the clarifier is that the the main alien, uh, from Sinmar,
2: which we don't even know his name. I well, as a think... that's when a the, problem.
0: When the first, because the cover or whatever says introducing Sinmar, I assume Sinmar was going to be the name of the main alien that we're going to be introduced mm-hmm. to, and then within a couple of pages, oh, that's the planet. The planet's is called it, Sinmar. Is
1: it I- i's No Alcor? Is that
0: yes? Alcar, yeah, that's that's the one.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, we're all going to remember that really well. Easily. Yeah, I mean, you'll oh, you be quiet well, for
0: a little bit, Carl. You're supposed to talk about this, so
1: give us some thoughts. <laughs> give us some, yeah. I mean, the, the problem <laughs> with all that was that I couldn't jump in because everything you were just saying was in relation to the run, which mm-hmm. I have no context for. Um, I don't know how this sits in the run. I don't know for, for all I know, this has been what the entire run has been. I mean, I, the, the way you do, guys were just telling them, I, I I take it it's not, but yeah i don't know this this issue was uh re- really really rough for me, and it wasn't just the uh the aliens the the alien stuff was the worst by far I don't be wrong but a lot of the lana stuff was really overwordy as well um uh for example there's the the first uh one of the first pages of her at work i think it's when superman first appears um it's so the, the page before when she gets there and she's talking with her editor uh, whoever you know Manager, whatever, whatever he is. Um, just so much, so much gibberish that meant nothing. And I'm like, this needs to be like a third of the amount of this conversation at most. There's just no need for any, none of it serves anything. It's just there.
2: Well, no, but that's that's typical Bendis banter, which I figured you were going to hate because.
1: Yeah, I, I do like Bendis
0: banter when it's between characters yeah. that. that... This mm-hmm. is
1: it. it. It doesn't, to me, this doesn't feel like banter. This feels like. It feels like he's got a a word count, like that he's got a hit. Like he's getting paid oh, by I, the word.
2: I, I disagree there because it's it's her establishing as the science consultant for the TV station and how she knows Clark Kent over at the planet. Yeah, just you
0: know. on uh, this scene, actually. Matt, did you get the idea that this was the, the moment she realized that Superman and Clark Kent were the same person when she took the photo <laughs> and saw his face like up close?
2: Yeah, which I don't like because I I do like the idea that Lana knows before he leaves. Yeah, I like, like him telling her. Like yeah, maybe he, maybe she knew he had powers, but didn't know he's Superman, right? Because to me, he doesn't become Superman until he goes to Metropolis. Sure, that's true, and so... it establishes
1: in this issue that he was Superboy for a while, right? And right, and yeah. she, you know, I don't know if she knew him as Superboy, but it it, it was definitely right. she was obsessed with Superboy. She she definitely in
0: knows mentions. in hindsight that he was Superboy, obviously, given the the scenes which yes. she mentions. Right. It.
1: But I always like,
2: and it's a bit of the Smallville take of it, is that while there, that's her, you know, whatever happened, dating, not dating, that is his best friend, even more so than Pete. And so, before he leaves for or whatever, they they know, she knows that he's an yeah. alien. And I, it's, I, it's trusted with her. I do so, think it's funny
0: though, that both me and Matt committed this thinking that Ben, this is going to kill Lana by the end of this
2: arc. I, I don't like, well, had he not just killed more, you know, the the mm-hmm. fire chief, then I, I, you know, but, I don't know, maybe maybe he has a thing against Reds. I don't know. Connor, be careful because you've already said enough to make him mad. I, don't, I, <laughs> I, honestly,
1: I, think, I think this is personal. I think this is because he's been watching this, and he, he knows my opinion at this point. And he's mm. like, right, well, screw Ginger's dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's the ginger only logical explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. It's anyway, the only logical explanation. I don't know. No, just, I, it was a chore to read for me, this issue. Yeah. Um,
2: but I do like the a, a lot of the art here, when it's not being obscured by speech bubbles, mm-hmm. Um, it like the it's the page where they're talking about all of Superman's deeds, right after she takes the picture, and you see him just in classic Superman stuff, like stopping the train from Action Comics... Um, the funny the, thing the, the is, is that...
0: I, I hate the Smallville TV show, but if you give me a comic yeah. book set during that time period yeah you know when i was you know that that's flashback here when they're at the football game mm-hmm. and it's like you know young clark yeah. being drawn by evan Ropes recently like, a
2: very uh gary Franca. it does it does
0: yeah it's, um,
2: well, like, like pete said it's a secret origin yeah ass. um but no but you go to that page and there's these these moments from superman mythology like you know the to action comics one there you know down at the bottom uh, him breaking through the chains and it's just I like all of that. So in a twenty-fifth issue, it's cool they're doing a send-up, but I just wish it wasn't so bogged down with this alien, yeah, you know, stuff.
0: Oh well, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't a glowing praising review of Superman. But uh, Matt, what are you giving the issue?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this despite all of that other stuff. I'm going to give it a seven. I know it may maybe lower, but <laughs> I, Ivan Iron Race's art does take it up a notch. Or two. Con- um, Connor's
0: reaction yeah. to that is is, is gold. You, Con-
1: you know, my system makes no sense. I, I know, but even sell like that—that that caught me off guard. I was like, "This, this is going to be a six at most," with the way he's been talking about it. All but, right, Connor, what's your score? Uh, to three. Um, which is better than the last issue, <laughs> the yourself. the Action Comics one, <laughs> mainly because yeah. the art is pretty nice. Uh, I I have. Very little good to say about the writing. I mean, compared to if,
0: Ramita Junior again. I mean,
1: <laughs> if a a whiskey gets sent
2: from Oregon, do not drink it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, i I really liked the Lana scenes. Uh, the alien scenes I thought were a chore. Art was good. I'm going to chuck up to a six. Uh, so I even I thought Matt was too high with that, but. Uh, also, yeah,
2: my system makes no sense and it's in full disrespect to ratings. And so. I am,
0: I am concerned though, I'm concerned for Lana's well being. Yep, all right. So, oh, oops, Pumped the thing there. All right, <laughs> The Flash 761 Joshua Williamson rating with Howard Porter on the R, This is, of course, more of the finish line building mm-hmm. up to her ending. And features even more Flash family members showing up uh, in the, the heat of the moment to help the, the fight. Uh, how did you how did you feel about this one?
2: I loved it. <laughs> of course. Flash. Flash fact. Uh, this was this was everything I wanted it to be. Down to Max Mercury stopping to meditate on the answer. You know, mm-hmm. like it's Williamson having fun with Flash, which I don't have it felt. Until this stuff started again, you know, we got past paradox. I will say I like the
0: issue. I feel a little bit of a diminishing return of, oh, uh, more characters have come back because I don't know, like Mm -hmm. when I got to the two page spread in this, where after Max Mercury basically calls out to other Speedsters, Mm -hmm. you know, for the Mm -hmm. Speed Force to show up. When I got to that two page spread, I kind of sighed a little bit and like, okay, we we just did the whole family reappearing together again last issue. Now you know we're we're scraping for more characters. But oh. then I have to admit, when I realized that Wally's kids were in the middle, I was like, "Wait a minute, that, that's kind of yeah. that, okay." It's You've got, Irie and,
2: and and Jai. Yeah,
0: you got me a little bit. You got me a little bit with that, right? Okay, uh, so
2: it is it is Jai, right? J A I. It's not J.
0: I mean, I always thought it was named after J though.
2: That's what I thought, yeah. dude. It just spelled differently.
0: Just like Irie's um, named after Iris, obviously.
2: Iris, right? Um, but no, but you got Fuerza there. You got Steadfast. You have you have Mina? the um. Mina's there? Yeah, you have Mina. You have what looks like Dark Suit Wally from a different Earth. You have the Tangent Universe Flash, who very, I mean, again, tangently related. I don't think it's Speed Force, but I'll let it go, because it's it's cool. Oh,
0: Some of the, the Renegades, right? The...
2: You have the Renegades. You have, um, you have the Earth 2 version of Jay Garrick. You have the, the Speed Force personified. I think that was in Kingdom Come. Jay Garrick. Um... So, yeah, I thought that's a super cool scene. Um, and it's it's definitely playing with time because Williamson points out that because all the villains are from different points of time, it's going to mess with the time when, when they go back. So right now, everything's basically as unstable as it gets. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, that's... Because, so, I mean, Barry and Thawne basically run off together uh-huh. a, in an endless race, so they kind of leave the yep. fight. And the rest of the Flash family have to figure out how to solve everything and you know I I was surprised I I read bantering with Bart about what to do Mm -hmm. and about stealing their costume and stuff like I really they they got a little bit more to do than I was expecting
2: you weren't using using it anymore yeah but it's still mine like that is that's Flash Kid stuff yeah I I love that I I will say and remind me because it's been this run's been forever did Zoom did did Thawne have to do with, with giving the gun to the clown. Because is that new?
0: We definitely knew he killed uh uh-huh. August's Brother.
2: Yes. We know um, that in line of the black hole stuff.
0: The gun to but the clone.
2: To create Hunter's Olivan Zoom. You know? Um, because remember he checked for the gun and nobody knew where he got the gun from. Yeah. So did did he just change? Did he just retcon, Zoom, Thon Zoom, Professor Zoom being key in the creation of of Hunter Zolomon?
0: And, and current continuity, yes. I I don't think it's necessarily retconning. Okay. Uh, you know,
2: because that that would be something very Johnsy, and on on top of it though, yeah. is that uh you know Thon always having a hand in creating misery for the Flash family, you know. Um, but well, let's just for of- it to be in this in this tiny little panel.
0: Uh, yeah, this um, is kind of what Thawne gets to, is that he's behind everything. Mm-hmm. Every bit of suffering that every Flash member has ever felt is all yeah. come from him. That's kind of the idea he tries to get across. Yep. Uh, but the rest of the Flash family, once they have left, is they have to sort of vibrate everyone back to their own time period and it'll be like they never left. Uh, and there's a risk because... And Iris points this out is that she's worried that Bart may disappear too because technically he's in the wrong time period. Mm -hmm. And luckily though, he does not uh, leave. So everyone hugs and it's a sweet moment. Um, Mm -hmm. We go back to the, was it the, whatever year in the future, is it? 853rd. Century. Which
2: which is from, yes, Century, which is from uh, DC 1 million, Mm -hmm. which Morrison, uh, that's him. Um, Yeah. But
0: yeah. It's so hard to wrap your head around that number, though, because I'm like, wait a minute, we're only in on the 21st. <laughs> that's, that's a right. lot of years in the future. Right, which, they,
2: which Morrison <laughs> determined it was the 853rd, which is if DC Comics put out Unstopped, that's what century it would be when they got to the millionth issue. Of what? Of, of whatever issue it was.
0: I mean, is that including all DC Comics, or is that like issue one million of like action?
2: i don't know okay i just remember
1: <laughs> them taking the calculations of okay. one million you know what issue one million would be i'd, I'd have oh. to assume it'd be like the millionth issue of action or detectives yeah. or
2: something yeah, yeah yeah but also the that, that's way better math than aaron did for his you know one million bc uh over at marvel so mm. i'll give it to him but um so yeah,
0: yeah. um so honestly, the family all working without Barry. To be honest, I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irie was particularly delightful. Uh, Iris being excited that Bart didn't get you know, yep. uh, whiplash back to the future. All that's good. It kind of <laughs> ends with Barry just chasing Thawne. Uh, and oh, th- I'll kill you. Yeah, so. this is them. This is the last time we'll ever race. I don't believe you, but <laughs> oh,
2: I don't that. Is- Thawne is unkillable because of retcon. Like he is the metaverse personified, right? Like, when you think that John's and his love of the Flash, he always says Flash is his favorite character, and the amount that he's changed that, and kind of, if, if Thon is the misery of all the Flash family, you could do the reverse huh? that Barry is but is their heart. He is just like you would say that Wally's the heartbeat of, of the DCU um, or was, and then DDO, like Ram and Temple of Doom pulled it out and threw it into the fire. Um, but Barry's the reason why all the good stuff happens, and I do like that because it does put them as this yin-yang of the speed force. Even even so much that Thon was able to to master the negative speed force by basically incepting negative thoughts into members of the fa- fast fam- Flash family. Um, so yeah, it, it's... It's very, like, a culmination of all Flash stuff that I love. So I gotta give Williamson credit for that. Yeah. Um,
0: I thought it was good. I I felt a little cynical, just because it's like, we're kind of doing the same thing again. We're we're all excited because a bunch of characters showed up. And even though, yes, there was a couple of characters in there that I was specifically quite excited about. uh, it, It felt a little formulaic to me, because of that. So I can't sing it with too many praises. But that said, though, I mean, I still enjoyed it, and it's still you know, head and shoulders above a good chunk of what this run's been, you know, between, uh, you know, the year one and the stuff before year one Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. And the art was was pretty solid, too. Uh, really fit the the kinetic feel of what the Flash should feel Mm -hmm. like.
2: That's Howard Porter, right? Yeah,
0: Howard Porter. Yeah, Howard Porter.
2: Really one of my favorite current Flash artists.
0: Yeah, I mean, that last page, I mean, the colors specifically, there's just such Mm a wide array of colors, uh, Behind them so, so the tunnel the the tunnel in the speed force whatever they're running is like all blue and yeah. purples, but around them they've got all the red and yellow lightning. So uh very very colourful. Alright, Matt, we giving
2: uh I am gonna give us an eight.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go with a seven. Uh yeah. Go. That's good, but a little bit of formulaic. Uh so yeah, that's for me. Hawkman, issue twenty seven, Robert Vendetti <laughs> writing with yeah. Fernando Pissarin on the R. Matt can't contain his excitement. Please take it away.
1: That's because it's like the best book every month.
2: It's, it's, this is a quick jaunt to the JSA. We know there's only but three issues after this left. He Including this. 30. No, yeah, so I
1: think is the last one,
2: isn't it? 29's the last one. So, um, We don't get a lot of the Justice Society, but <laughs> the, the main crux of it is that now that Hawkman realizes he can die, he's
1: this terrified changes... of dying.
2: Everything, right? Because now he's—he, this is his
1: last life, right? And he's got to beat the game. Um,
2: and it's, I love that. But
1: this idea of every time he was in battle before, as the JSA, JLA, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever he was, whatever, at wherever the time, he was, he he was fearless in in battle because it's like ah, if I die, I die. I'll come back. Don't, don't, right. don't worry. Don't worry about With it. house money, yeah, yeah. But now there's actual stakes. Now it yeah. matters. It's like shit. Do I want to be doing this?
2: And so we get the the Justice Society fighting, I would say, the Injustice Society. Um, And just, this is why I love Venditti writing these characters. He just gets the team dynamic of this era because I I brought up Freedom Fighters the last time and it's very similar. There's this pulpiness to them where they're definitely out of time down to the dialogue, but it works. Um, And yeah. Just the stuff with Wildcat fighting uh, Huntress. who Huntress who was not the Huntress I know. So that, that was new. You know, just the, like uh, I'm not gonna stay
1: down stuff and just really just classic one oh one Wildcat beats. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's pretty much what it is for all of them here. They're like Alan, oh he shines, you know, not because of this right. green light, but because of his heart. I think and, it was.
2: And and I'm wondering if this is gonna play in too. If he he took the Tynan characterization uh, um, of the the tweak that Tynan made in the Green Lantern, I very special. much
1: suspect that is the case.
2: Because for him to say something like that—that that he shines because he's him, not just because of the ring—I I like that. That adds another layer to Alan Scott. Um, and, and you know, of course, there's there's Jay getting to be Jay, uh, and and Dodds Sandman, just got I need to read more of him. I just, I love that concept.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's great, so, and and this is like you get like one beat of each of the team each. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you say you, you can't do anything particularly deep in this issue. No, uh, and maybe ultimately not in the rest of this run because there's not enough time to really explore the JSA, right. unfortunately, in three issues. Mm-hmm. But you get just enough to be like, yep, okay, this is why this is the team.
2: Yep, and uh, you get a nice a nice uh, combo with. Uh, or con not on convo, convo with with Hawkwoman and him that they don't appear uh, as as we see them. They appear yeah. in their traditional.
1: We see carb. them in their, you know the, how we've seen them all run, and mm-hmm. that's how they see themselves. That's how they see each other. Right. But if they look in an actual reflection, it shows what the world sees, and it's you know the right. the look of the time.
2: And that that Carter realized that this day would come. He doesn't realize it'd be so soon. That he thought he had a whole lot more, you know. Yeah,
1: there's, rep- there's part of do him. He says he he thought he'd you know part of him believed that he'd never atone, so he was just mm-hmm. he'd never actually confronted the reality that this might happen someday because he'd never okay. actually expected it.
2: Hmm. And uh, and yeah, so you know, elsewhere we get this weird beat of this dark house in a saber, and I'm like, oh man. This is the this is the thing that set it all off with, with Khufu mm. and stuff. And you know, we we get their conversation and then towards the end, it looks like someone's doing a dark ritual with this with this dagger or saber, or whatever it is, that this time there'll be no rebirth. And uh it looks like it's half set.
1: That's uh, uh, what I thought, yeah.
2: Gonna send them to their final death, which if Different. I had to guess, right? If I had to guess, this just re- starts the reincarnation over. Right? You can't do a Yeah. Right? Uh,
1: like, obviously, writers, they like to play with the toys and do things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, they put things back where they found them for someone right. else. And I think there's and... a lot of things you can change about Hawkman and you know mm-hmm. the current situation. You can leave them mm-hmm. in, this is the life now. Play with it. But right. I think the, the core reincarnation aspect probably has to stay yeah well and the fact that you're bringing the
2: Egyptian stuff back into this and that's kind of where it started and Venditti had changed it just enough that it's always been and it was through time and space which was fun
1: yeah. um, but now and we so. did all the time and space and now we're doing Egyptian stuff again and now gonna... we're back through the
2: time it's like Hawkman himself it's just going to keep reincarnating
1: Yeah. Right. this is nice just cycle. the
2: character through the multiverse that he keeps reincarnating because that's what the multiverse needs, um, but yeah, just the art. Uh, Pacerin does each of these characters. There's a cleanliness to the art that's just been here that really lends itself. It feels to the Justice
1: Society even cleaner than it has done in previous issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's intentional, like you know that he is playing it up for the mm-hmm. you know the, oh it's the forties JSA stuff, um, right. but it is so so clean, really tight inks, uh, right? It's, it's and just like. Stuff.
2: His J, it's a combination of Flash stuff but also Flash of that time, which was drawn as multiple, you know, multiple versions. But also there's the Speed Force lines going through him, you know, which is yeah. real cool. I,
1: I um, like how he never draws J, all issue that I can think of without a smile. Right. Like every right. single panel.
2: I mean, when he realizes that it's a mirage because he's Oh, Brave sure, Fate, that, that
1: one moment where something goes visualization- wrong. Maybe Yeah.
2: But yeah, he's just enjoying life, and then, you know, Sandman and how everything's obscured, but it's still clean.
1: I actually uh, really like the lettering on Sandman. Yeah, his uh, his is it's not neat. It's yeah, it's gravelly. Mm-hmm. It's you know a little wobbled, um, yeah. and and that uh, translates to the letters as well, not just the bubble. Um, not enough that it ever makes it difficult to read at all. It's like no. still very easy to read. You don't even you know think twice about that. But it's just different enough that you feel the different voice that he's got to everyone else. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah and uh a really great splash single page of hawkman just <laughs> taking it to Degaton. um smashes his hand and you can see the impact with the mace by the way that it bends the the uh, barrel of the gun that's on the yeah. ground and then just gives gives him the what for the, yeah, this, this won't last forever uh,
1: gorgeous stuff um yeah. and then uh uh Jeremy Cox's uh, colors as well, uh, especially in the, uh, the stuff going on with the you know the the ritual and you know in the yeah. the, the dagger all you know, the Egyptian themed rooms, you know mm-hmm. gorgeous you know red fire glows, uh, like you know it's the, the colors are great throughout. They're always you know really clean, bright, vibrant, uh, but not like shiny uh, like they no. can sometimes come across as. Um, but the you know those uh, other scenes really stood out in particular as yeah. just being brought to life by the colors in, in the way that you know a lot of the, the rest of it isn't. Not because the colors mm-hmm. are bad, but because they're not the, the focal point. Um, but they give it so much extra yeah, depth in those, in those pages. I'm going to miss this book so
2: much. This is the best book that DC's been putting out for at uh, least the
1: last year. I mean, I yeah, it, it's... Um, it hurts. This is coming to an end. Um, yep. I'm there for whatever Vendee does next, especially if it's to do with any of these characters. I'm doubly wow. there, but...
2: Just the fact that his name is pretty
1: prominent in the solicits this, this it's, month. It's promising, yeah. Uh, yeah honestly, Vendee is the is the biggest hero story of rebirth for me. Yeah, for, so, you know, Coming into rebirth, I was like, I don't really like Vendee a lot. Like, oh. I didn't really like his Greenland at the time. Uh, I didn't really like his Flash at all. But I yeah. liked his um, I liked his Exo Manowar uh, for Valiant. Mm-hmm. And I, thought, so, I, was like, if... I know he's I know he's capable of stuff that I like, mm-hmm. but. I was worried that maybe he wasn't capable of stuff that I liked in the DC universe. And then, you know, I was reading Hal and Pals, and it turned out actually it's just his Hal I don't like. I like the rest of his yeah. Green Lanterns. And then.
2: Yeah, it, his flash was really rough, but I also put that on editorial.
1: You know, it's, a, it's, lot of,
2: a lot of stuff that he was doing yeah. just seemed like it had to fill a certain void, and, you know, putting him with Wallace, and or putting Wallace with him, and. It just, it wasn't all well thought out. And I came yeah. into to Rebirth not liking Venditti, but then Hallow Pals, you know, going back and reading that, just again, the team dynamics. I should have brought that up too. If yeah. team dynamics and Hallow Pals was there, I mean, we got Guy and Arkalo's romance. So good. There, and the Four corpsemen, And yeah, and it's, he's just, uh, whatever he does, I'm, I'm there with. Yeah. Also, as Freedom Fighters, again, if people haven't gone in back and checked that out it's worth
1: a read. I, I do need to read the rest of that. I think I fell behind because I missed a week and I had like yeah. two weeks worth of stuff and yeah, I, I, that was you know, it was a, a separate book so it was the easiest one to justify. I go, well, I'll leave that one. Um, and yep. never got back to it. But I I did enjoy what I read and I do plan on reading it all at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially now that I'm a Venditti fan. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Alright, Connor, read it. Uh, for the third issue of Hawkman in a row, because I took my records earlier, yeah.
2: Uh another nine. Uh, man, I don't like when we line up, but I'm also giving it a nine.
1: We line so, up a lot, oh, We
2: do, but that's because we have good taste when it comes to Hawks.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Batman and the Outsiders issue sixteen, which is written by Brian Hill, art by Dexter Sawyer The penultimate, penultimate. I said that weird. Penultimate, penultimate issue of yeah. um, the series.
1: Just a little bit of news on this. Obviously, seventeen is the final issue. Mm-hmm. it was solicited to be dexter soy it's not anymore they pulled dexter oh, no. soy off and you've got someone else
0: well that's a shame oh no but yeah. hey ho um so this is kind of the wrap-up of the fight itself and this is actually the book i was talking about earlier i'm i don't know if matt you read this right
2: oh yeah i read this uh
0: if you agree that it kind of feels like this this final issue coming up is going to be an epilogue kind of setting up where a lot of these younger characters are going to be going next. Um. Like I would not be surprised because it would have been teasing, obviously casting the Batgirl outfit for one of the the Joker War things. I would not be surprised if next issue she chooses or is given the option of having a bat suit. Hmm. Uh,
2: she she gets her wings, if you will. Yeah, because one of the
0: main points of this is that they give her a big showcase moment where she takes on like an army on her own, basically. And Shiva says to Batman, "You know you've not given her enough. You she, she she deserves more." And he's like, "You're right. She is. So or she does. So." I'm kind of, it feels like they're setting up. It feels like they're setting up maybe her advancing in some way. And uh, Duke as well to be fair, but Cass gets a lot of the time here. Uh her and yeah. Black Lightning, who Jefferson, you know, is like, hey, I have way more power than I ever. And Batman says you should be standing next to Superman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like that's how powerful you are.
2: I, I do like that Hill seem to take this as I'm like this is called Batman and the Outsiders, but I I really want to focus on, you know, Black Lightning, Katana. In Cass and that that's really what he's done I mean sure this is an outsider's book but it's been mainly theirs and what it means like him being a teacher comes up again and being a principal and that's how Black Lightning took control of his circumstance you know it wasn't like Bruce where he donned a suit to go fix things Is he tried to fix things from the inside out and that's just who he is and I I just I love Brian Hill's take on that character um and then just the stuff with Shiva and, and Cass really comes in, but but yeah, this is another one that reads real quick because of Razal mm-hmm. Uh That fight just kind of happens, and you know Sawyer draws it wonderfully. Oh yeah, it's, but there's not a lot else going on.
0: I mean, it's it comes uh, between two things. It comes between Cass taking on an army by herself, mm-hmm. looking like a complete badass, and you've got Raz and Jefferson sort of floating above the city, and Raz basically threatening, "Hey, if you if you go through with this, if you fight me on this, like." I'll keep coming for you, for you forever, because mm-hmm. you know. And Batman kind of reiterates the same thing after Jefferson Blossom. It's like, okay, we've won today, but now Razal Gill has a vendetta against you, and he's going to keep coming because he's Razal Ghul. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I know. He told me. Uh, but I mean, it really has to be said. The art here, there's a, there's a page, there's a full page spread of uh, Cass fighting like four thugs at the same time. Uh, yep. Where it looks like she's about to like just stomp on some guy's knee. <laughs> it just it looks gorgeous. Uh, the art is wonderful and really makes the whole book sing. But it is a really quick read because it is essentially. I mean, there's a bit of dialogue between Jefferson and Razal Gill, but for the most part, it's a lot of just really pretty fighting with electrical powers on display, mm-hmm. a lot of motion, in the cast stuff. Uh, it's just a super pleasing issue, which it does go in very quickly, um, and it ends with Batman saying, "Hey, I've I've got." you know, the outstairs is a great idea, but you all deserve more. Uh, so I've got uh, new stuff for all of you, that, what your new direction is going to be. And he says, you know, I'll tell you when we get back to Gotham. And that's the final page. It's just kind of him diving off the building. So it's, it's setting up kind of an epilogue issue, which I also assume mm-hmm. is going to be like a, a, almost a prologue issue to where a lot of these characters are going. And, you know, yeah. so, I mean, the different artist is a bit of a bummer because Dexter's exercise is so good, but at least it is kind of like a, a separate, thing, you know, it is kind of this this epilogue kind of feel oh, to yeah.
1: it. I just checked who it was and it's uh Masio Takara. So it's not a bad artist. Oh yeah, okay. No.
0: Uh, that's alright. Uh but uh, it's hard to really have much of an issue. maybe you could think oh there should have been yeah. more of a fight between Jefferson and Raz, but it was more yeah. of a symbolic thing with Jefferson like mm-hmm. sort of utilizing his full power and standing up to him as right. it, as it was like Stand an actual fight. Raz.
2: Yeah. And, and not being afraid, knowing he's going to come, and that's what he's always done. Because I know there's going to be trouble. I don't try to hide from them. I'm right here. So I just, it makes me like Jefferson that much more as a character. You know, which I, I kind of always liked him, but it was always just like, oh, he's the electric guy. Right? And I feel like like Hills really brought, like, a, like a pathos, if I'm using that right, to him that I didn't know was there before because I was not familiar with the character. So...
0: Yeah. Um, one might say he's the most electrifying man in all of comics. Uh, comics. Yeah, you could. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I like. I hope there's plans for some of these characters. Obviously, cast more than anyone. But I do. Hope, I mean,
2: yeah.
0: Dropping lines like you should be standing next to Diana and Clark is kind of a big deal. It's like a big selling for the character. Yeah. So I, hope- and I and
2: I feel like we're <laughs> counter to that is is Duke just kind of there. You know, <laughs> so which...
0: I, I hope there is a plan for Jefferson in place, and he ends up somewhere in this new mm-hmm. phase. Maybe maybe there's a new Outsiders book where he's just the leader of a team that's not Batman-associated.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that that would be really cool because yeah. it's, I, I read Outsiders for the longest time, um, and and I just like having that book. Or I maybe like they go
0: books. full X Men knockoff and do like a school for metahumans that Jefferson's going to run. I mean,
2: the Metropolis the school for uh, talented
1: teens. <laughs> 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 um, Needs a better acronym than that. It does.
0: I find the word Titans in there since we associate
1: yeah. kids
0: with powers with Titans in this co- world Coming
1: after M, um, you, you can't have school because that's an S. you got to have maybe Academy yeah. for an A. Yeah. Topless Academy. Metropolis okay. <laughs>
2: Academy for Talented Teens is just Matt and uh, yeah.
1: that's done. oh look how did that happen
2: weird
0: well i mean your name's not that far from mit i guess this is just
2: matt team i i do have an mit shirt because that's where my stepdad went so uh, i just don't wear it because i don't want people to think i'm that smart (laughs) (laughs) yeah because they'll just be
0: disappointed you're going to like give them super high expectations Yeah.
2: yeah exactly um yeah they don't have a sports program that i know of um, so it's not like I can wear it, but no, I, I have it.
0: You should you should get like I don't want to insult any particular school here, but you should no. whoever you thinks a an easier school get a, get a shirt with their logo on it, and everyone's going. Well, to think.
2: I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there you know in Boston there's rival schools at Harvard or Boston University, Boston College. I'm not sure which one, but I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think Harvard's achieving what I was suggesting there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, so some people it could. I, I don't know.
0: I feel like Harvard, you know, Oxford, Cambridge, any of these ones maybe setting your the standards yeah. a bit high before people start that talking said, to you. Said I
2: said they could have gone to Stanford, uh, but I, I didn't, so mm. turns out they <laughs> wanted way too much money to go to school there. <laughs> I'm shocked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what are you, what are you giving Batman the Outsider 60? Uh,
2: I'm going to
0: give this an 8. Cool, I'm also going to give it an 8, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. what they set up with casting that next issue. Alright, cool. Uh, so, there you go. That's Batman and the Outsiders. Issue 16. Uh, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, Issue 5. Cami Garcia writing with Jason Abador and Miko Suain on the art.
2: Um, am I the only one who read this? Was this no, issue? so I read this, you did, but it oh. was during the read. I was like, I don't remember a lot of what's been going on. I don't know how many issues are left, but I'm. Good. this is the last one I read for right now. And then when it all comes out, I'll get caught up because I do like what's going on. I just, I feel like I'm missing pieces because I'm forgetting stuff,
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, I know I said last week I was probably going to read this, but I was, yeah, you know, I was, I think I said at the end of last week, I was pretty like kind of unenthused about it because I'd, like, I'd kind of forgotten that it existed and mm-hmm. I wasn't that bothered by forgetting if that, you know, like, oh, oh, it wasn't like, oh, this, this is back. It's a nice surprise. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Um, I had planned to read it though, but then I was running a bit late today. And then I had like two issues left and one of them was Superman 25. And I got like two pages in and was like, yeah, okay. I'm not reading the other one. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: no. So I read it with no caveats. <laughs> I don't have to explain anything. Um, I, I'm i not feeling too bad about the uh, forgetting things. This issue in, in particular feels so focused in just the, the meeting. Because you know, the last issue I had with the cliffhanger of Harley right. coming home and Joker being there. And this sets up this idea that, you know, he has a tie to the chair and he's, you know, he's... Is he going to kill her? Obviously he's not, but it kind of sets up this idea that he likes that he's, like, doing... She's doing such a good job of chronicling what he is and, and what he's been doing. Um, and essentially it just sets some ground rules and off he goes to do his next big thing. And so now it becomes Harley having, like, extra information that she's too ashamed to, like, share with Gordon and the police because... Like I had them in my apartment. I, you know, I almost could have tried something and took him down. And you know, and she's thinking this as she's like punching and kicking a bag. Like you know, she's clearly you know someone who keeps in shape and trains, and you know, isn't completely defenseless. So she's so she has this skill. But the 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 we get like a flashback again of, of how he kills his, his stepfather, who's not even his, you know as we find out he's not even his well, real father,
2: th- not even really his stepfather. That's who he he thought raised him. Yeah, and. And once he finds us out, he has zero ties to him, and it's the first Joker murder.
0: Yeah, because he, he sort of kills him, and then he smears the blood across his mouth, and it kind of creates the Joker smile. Uh, yeah. it, it's almost a little... Like, on the nose. On the nose, but like, I did actually like what he did next, though. I liked him taking the wire coat frame and putting it in the mouth to make a forced yeah. smile. That felt like a super brutal like, sort of and like low budget way of doing the, the joker smile on your victim yeah
2: yeah because we're establishing this is kind of you know david fincher yeah seven in in gotham and that this is his first this is it wasn't necessarily the murder and the blood on his face that made him joker in this world it's him deciding to to desecrate the body Mm. For arts' sake, I say that with
0: quotes. What's interesting uh, is that now we're nowhere yet, and essentially David Fincher's Riddler in the movie. So it's definitely. Yeah? I was having that in my head as I was reading this, thinking, ah, oh, it's kind of funny how, uh, they're kind of going that route with another villain in the next movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, the, basically Joker releases this video of like a victim upside down in a tank, uh in water, he's got an oxygen tank but there's a timer running out until the person dies it says 3 hours on it when you first see it uh, so they're basically looking through pools mm. and anywhere in the city where it's because it's clear that it's not a river or anything like that the water's too clean, it's, it's obviously in a pool or a tank or something and they're looking around kneeling in a haystack, checking out swimming pools and it's kind of interesting how it's playing with the the, the colour versus the black and white pages now because now it's mm-hmm. not really flashbacks anymore I mean maybe there will still be more but at least in this issue, the color comes into it outside of the main flashback where the people who work in this aquarium, there's this, you know, case as a, a black, you know, uh, cloth over it saying open at you know 10 p.m. or whatever uh-huh. it is. And this stuff's all in color the, the the discovery of the body, uh, which where he's already dead, but there's a, there's a second little timer, it's a little bomb just to smash the glass. So, mm-hmm. uh, all the witnesses who are in the aquarium because it's open at the time,
2: um, I got worried that we're going to get joker sharks again (laughs) and just by bad planning because of the pandemic and -hmm. that we're going to have the you know the the three jokers thing and then here but it doesn't go that way no
0: no not at all uh it would definitely be a bit more over the top for this book not that this i mean this Uh book is over the top and it's serial killer stuff but not it's not over the top in that it has you know joker (laughs) fish and stuff like Uh that At least if it did, it would be a dead fish that he's, like, desecrated, not, like, fish that are still alive that have Joker smells on them. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, basically, Joker's, like, watching the security feed of this aquarium as they're finding the body, and, and Harley's frustrated, she's feeling guilty, she's being yelled at by superiors, and the final page is Joker just watching her face on the screen, saying "See you soon, Doctor Quinn." So it's this idea that he's becoming obsessed with her and her like fascination with him. So uh, you can kind of see that the Harley Joker kind of like the, the, you know, what we saw in Harleen, for example, kind of playing out, but in a different arena. Like instead of, being but I
2: the... like that it's I like that it's opposite. That he's obsessed. He's actually obsessed with her because mm. of the feedback loop of the attention. Right? That she she was able to figure out who he was. Because she's so good at her job, and that's he likes the attention because he's a serial killer, right? That's yeah. So that's he leaves these these testaments to art, and whatnot. especially
0: to compare it to something that people may have seen. If you saw Mindhunter, Hunter, it's kind of how like some of the Mindhunter Hunter killers love talking about it. Like, you know, he's, he's, I mean, obviously yeah. personality he's definitely Ed Kemper, but it definitely gave me the, like I was thinking of those types of thing where the love talking about what they've done because they love to get the attention. They love to have tell people Mm -hmm. the details and all the little quirks they put into it because they're really proud of all the little things. Um this is like oh this is someone who finally kinda is calling what I'm doing art. Not that she's into it and as an art, but Mm -hmm. she she recognises that's what it is to him. That this is he's literally the way he's displaying the bodies, the way he's doing all these things are all art pieces to him. Uh so yeah. Um I didn't feel too lost when I was reading this to be honest even though there is big gaps between the issues which
2: uh... yeah I just it was one of these things where I was trying to piece together the dad stuff which I had forgotten about and like her bringing up that I had the guy that killed in here and she got really mad and it, it took me a second to remember all of that stuff too mm-hmm. so I'm like I just wanted to read this and enjoy it as you know what I mean as quick as I can not as quick but you know what I mean where it's all right after the other, so.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, as it stands, I still plan on reading it as it's coming out. I- I've been enjoying it. The art is definitely, not actually always perfect, but there's definitely a spectacle to the art because it's going for this completely different look mm-hmm. to what most comic books have. Um, yeah, so. Good. Uh, uh, the black and white stuff especially, I think, but uh, what are you giving the issue, Matt?
2: Uh, I'm going to give this a 7.5.
0: Uh... Yeah, I'll probably go the straight eight, I think, on this one. So, there you go. Um, So, that will take us out of the part of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week. Uh, we do our favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and top five books of Z-Week. Uh, and I think most of us read six. Matt, may I read 7
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only read four.
0: You only read four? Well, okay. I all only read four. Uh, but... Uh, that's what we're going to do, so uh, take us off with Power Slash Moment, Matt, what you got?
2: Oh man, mate, mate,
0: we'll We'll go to Connor first, we'll go to Connor first.
1: (laughs) Do not start with Matt. Um, I'm going to be different and not go from uh, the the, the metal thing, like I assumed I would have done. I'm going to go from Hawkman instead, because that's really unconventional for me. Um, I'm going to go for the page after the one. Where Hawkman hits Degaton. because you have the big full-page uh, splash of it, but the page after is split into four panels, and it's all the other members taking down someone else in one punch with a, you know, with a little witty line that they all have, and uh, I really enjoyed that page. Oh, that, was, that was a blast. Yeah, hmm. uh, uh, Matt. Uh, so yeah, um,
2: from Hawkman or Trinity Crisis, or you can pull from Flash. Um, but I'll pull from Trinity Crisis since Connor didn't, and it's gonna be the page of that Justice League where they just used Swamp Thing as, as, you know, he pulled all the green, and you have Jonah Hex and Harley and Batman, and it's just a really good Maniple page.
0: Yeah, uh, that is fair. Um, I'm probably... Hmm.
2: <laughs> As it's
0: I don't have like an obvious pick uh this week. Um I think I'm probably tempted to go with Probably, Yeah, plus i from Trinity Crisis. Um uh, Let's see when they get into the the ground at first when swamp thing kind of opens up because the way it plays with like silhouettes and shadows on that picture, i quite like mm-hmm. so i'll go with that i don't have like a really stand out moment as much this week though i have to admit uh i, I kind of have to put some thought into that there uh so um best cover of the week um matt you can go first this one
2: oh man this one's tough i didn't i forgot to look for what's uh know, let me check the trinity crisis uh... What the variant looked like over there. All right, well this is taking too long, so I'm just gonna talk now because <laughs> <safe. laughs>
1: yeah, kind of. uh, that's a solid choice. Um, but uh, honestly, nothing comes close to the uh, Wonder Woman variant, the Middleton one, for me. That that is just stand out mm. easily, my, my favorite this week.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm torn between two of the variants. I like the Flash variant quite a bit. Uh, that has uh, Barton Wallace on it. Uh, it's quite pretty. I, I think I'm gonna go with the the variant to Joker Harley though. Uh, it's just a really nice cover. Uh, colors pop in a really dark, grainy kind of setting. I mean, it's kind of par for the course with that book, but uh, it sticks out kind of distinctively from the other ones this week. So, uh, there we go. Uh, so best art of the week. Uh, I'll jump in first for this one, and I will say. Soy. Oh, and Batman the
2: Outsiders. Well, shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> well, Matt, what you got? Uh, I could go Manipole, but that uh, I don't want to do Pete, and 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 just give it. So I'm gonna go with Pissarin and Hawkman.
1: <laughs> okay, Connor. Well, seeing as he's already done Pissarin, I, I I'll take Manipole because one there of us go. has to represent. Right,
2: right.
0: I didn't realize so, that I was I, supposed to be surprising with my I, pick.
2: I actually could have. I could have gone with with uh, Reese for Superman, because that is the best part of that book. Also, Howard Porter on you Flash. you have to be able to see more of his art on Superman. For- I mean, there, there was enough for me to see. So, uh,
0: it was good. Everyone thinks they've been smart when they crack the joke about the too many bubbles. I can't see the art properly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Alright, top books top of the week. Rag them. Go ahead go, Matt.
2: Okay, so number one is going to be Hawkman. Number two is Trinity Crisis. Number three is Flash. Number four... 4 is Batman and Outsiders and number 5 is is Wonder Woman. Cool. And Superman, that hurt.
1: <laughs> uh Hawkman uh the, the the metal one. Yeah. And uh Wonder Woman.
2: Yeah.
1: And Superman number 4. Okay. Well, well, no, no, cuz that's a Patreon book. We don't rank Patreon books.
0: You do it as a new release, and we talked about this because of your new release. That's not the rules. Smash shorts it's my rules. We're... <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Done. Uh, My rankings... Uh, probably Trinity Crisis... Outsiders... Joker Harley, Wonder Woman... Flash. There you go. Easy, you
2: say easy. the outsiders were too sweet.
0: That's a wrestling joke that I don't want to get. But there it's you go. Right. Uh, there you go. What's that? Oh, now here's where so we check uh, before we do the, the well, Actually, I'll give you next week's <coughs> books before we check for news. Uh, so <laughs> next week's books. What's coming? What's coming? Where's my tab? Not not a lot, to be honest. No. Really interesting. interesting. A couple of
1: oversized <sighs> books, though.
0: So coming next week, we have Batman 89. We... It was not, has Nate Wayne in the cover, I would point out. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Detective Comics 1027, Justice League 53, Teen Titans 45, Catwoman 25, The Batman's Rave issue 10, and Metal Men issue 10. Oh, I'll definitely do a Patreon book next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, ain't a lot there. What was the oversized book? Oh, Detective.
1: And Catwoman's oversized as well, I believe. That's right.
0: Uh, oh, that's a good point, that, uh, yes. Detective Comics six yeah, the of Comics Sorry. next week is the 144 page issue because it's still So I... oh you know what that basically accounts for the fact that there's not a lot of other books.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the uh the contents you know the, the front cover yeah. with all the teams. Mm-hmm. Um Tomasi's story, Bendis story, uh Fraction Story, Rucker, Tynan, uh Deconic, Wolfman, Morrison, King, Snyder, Jurgens, and that's the generations one, and then Tomaki.
2: Cool. So so basically, if you've written Batman in the last 20 years, you'll probably be on this.
1: Yeah. Looks like it, yeah. Pretty uh, much.
0: So that is uh what's coming next week. So obviously the detective will kind of be the focus of the show, and then we'll have a few other things uh there as well. Pro- and I'll probably still do a Patreon book. I know I said I, 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 I joked when I, once he I realized that that book was so big, but...
2: So, r- this is Ram V's first Catwoman, am I right? It, uh, it is, yes. Um, and it's a tie-in to Joker War um, It is. But it seems Collab have- of
1: damage. So, uh, Fernando Blanco is obviously the main artist. I think he's the, uh-huh. the main artist on the book anyway. And has been with Joel Jones for a while, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, off and on, if not. Um, but there's, I think it's there's two backup tales in it, which I'm assuming are not going to be tie-ins uh, with uh, John Paul Leon and uh, Ferrer on, on our clothes. Right.
0: Yeah, is so, the only writer listed on listed, yep. the Comic it's, Geeks. So.
1: Which is, means he's presumably doing the backups as well.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, maybe the main is a tie-in, but then the backups are actually setting up his own run.
1: Could be, yeah.
0: yeah. Possible. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll, I mean, I'll probably give Catwoman 25 a try, see how it is.
2: I I, I might. It yeah. depends. I don't know I how i, I am enjoying
1: Rambi uh, on, on Justice League Dark.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. So there you go, that's what's coming next week. Alright then, well, it's probably a good idea for us to check if there's been any news from DC Fandom in the last uh, two and a half hours.
1: Not been a lot, uh, if I'm honest with you. Um, I don't know if that's because there is no news or it's people working through the the panels, and it's less big announcements and more snippets of information.
0: (sighs) Let's be honest, we were expecting a slate of books for January, and I think unless they, they specifically put those out at a certain time later on, which, as far as I understand, nothing's timed for later, then... This is kind of disappointing. We have a few it's, snippets of things. It's,
1: it's interesting you say about the things being timed. Because um, technically, everything is available there to watch as you choose. But there is also a scheduled programming as well. So it's possible that news sites are kind of working through stuff on the scheduled programming first. Because you, you still have to watch it in real
0: I, time. I don't buy for a second that after two plus hours, that all the juicy bits of news wouldn't be out already.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah, I, not, I, uh,
2: I went and looked through earlier and nothing was gone. Yeah, on yeah I, was look- I, was I was looking I was
1: looking of like T V stuff. The the only comics thing we have is the going, yeah, there's more Earth One stuff on the web. Yeah,
0: I was looking Wales YouTube were talking about Justice Lead Dark and that Earth One snippet, if you can even call it that, was the only thing that I found. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, comic book wise anyway.
1: T V stuff, obviously we mentioned Doom Patrol. Um mm-hmm. they they had a thing for the Young Justice season four, they had a you know some casting stuff for Legends of Tomorrow some stuff about Pennyworth season 2 and um uh, no announcement for Harley Quinn season 3 yet which is unacceptable frankly that's, that's a crying shame.
0: but they've announced Doom Patrol season 3 so the important things been announced no way. no
1: Harley Quinn is better than Doom Patrol <laughs> Robin. that's that's how good it is uh, I was... I
2: will I will agree just and that's no shots at Doom Patrol but Harley Quinn's way easier to to digest
1: it's so uh, good, and Pete yeah. is doing himself a disservice by not watching it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so no, I will say this: this, this is disappointing. Uh, now, obviously, this slate of books is going to come at some point because it has to. But it's weird, <laughs> unless it, unless they put it out later today. Maybe there's great...
1: It's it's worth noting that a lot of, all these panels that are here today were things that were recorded pre- when it was still supposed to be one event before and they've just, you know, held them off, so maybe it would have been too early.
0: I mean, sure, but like, they're not going to have to make these announcements, they should have recorded one new thing for this. <laughs> hmm. They can still use the rest of them. This this is... I'll be honest, this, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some cool snippets, and some people might enjoy watching some of the panels, Um, but this, this all feels a bit lukewarm to me. It feels like all, all the big announcement stuff, which was all movie-related, and video game-related, came in the last part. And this one so far feels like it's got nothing other than, hey, do you like panels where you get hear some people talk about what they're doing, some, which is some fun. Some people love panels. Some yeah. people do love panels, but it's not newsworthy. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh,
2: let's get this cooler, because i got to go buy Tony Hawk now, because they didn't have it at Target yesterday. You haven't bought it yet, Matt. It's been a whole week. Yeah. No. I had to get uh, wrestling last week. I got a budget, man. <laughs> uh,
0: if I, uh,
1: if I played Avengers instead.
0: If your yeah. muscle memory comes back, Matt, you'll be...
2: So my brother was already complaining because he's so used to open world that the two-minute time limit was messing him up.
0: Oh, I hate but the open world ones. No, no, no. The, yeah. This is better. Classic stills better.
2: Tony Hawk Underground is one of my favorite games of all time. That, that's, but those are two-minute challenges within the open world. It's that's, that's fine. Um, Mall. Open levels. I guess. Uh, It's a lot
0: tougher at first because your stats are so low, you have to collect some stats before you start to get into the you know, so you can spin fast enough or whatever. But yeah,
2: Uh also it's weird to see Tony Hawk and because all when I was growing up he wore airwalks and that's who did the the Tony Hawk shoes. So now to see all of this Tony Hawk Vans footage anytime, you know, he's doing something for the game, it's it's really weird to me. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I went to go pick it up last night when, when I got my new blender and they were all out. And then, like a child, I copped attitude and got mad. Uh, apparently, they don't want you to sit on the floor, you know.
1: It's a perfectly yeah. reasonable reaction.
2: Yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna leave until you guys give me Tony Hawk. And they said, Sir, you have to leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were that desperate, you could have just bought it on the digital. Yeah.
2: I, I did, but I want it. I want the, you know, there. I'm weird. Wait, you so... did buy it digitally? No, I could. Oh, right. okay. No, I'm gonna go check another store that I don't like going to.
0: Sure. To see if
1: they
2: have it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Matt's going on a quest to find Tony Hawk's Pro Skater wanting to remake.
1: Yes. Um I Expect updates on Twitter. Yes. Oh, I... uh, you, know, you will. If, if it's not
2: going to be hockey, it's going to be Tony Hawk. So, um,
1: hmm.
2: which weirdly has never felt more like me being back in high school. <laughs> it, it's hockey and Tony Hawk, and that's really all I hear about. So you know.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I'm hoping they do the third game as DLC, or even just do three and four as a you think? second game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what
2: was the what was the iconic level from the third one? Because now they they all kind of run together. Oh
0: yeah. I think three had a lot, of, like one of my favorite levels. Uh, the airport level was in three. Okay. The 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 suburbia with all the Halloween decorations was three. Yes. Uh, Canada was, just... was three. Uh, the. Okay. the not the Furnace the
2: those are the good ones
0: like a factory like the first one's like a factory, the factory. Yeah. factory yeah um yeah 3's got a, a lot of three's levels are really good yeah so Pretty
2: good. and then 4 uh, I don't even remember I just remember Underground I haven't played much of
0: uh, 4 4 was kind of when it started to yeah slip away a little bit I think
2: yeah then you had Underground American Wasteland was kind of bad um but no those those games kept me kept me from doing my homework And yeah. these will keep me from
1: doing housework so <laughs> So yeah, oh, that... uh, Jim Lee did confirm that five oh. G is not going to happen. <laughs> like outright, flat out said, if you're looking forward to five G, it's not going to happen. And the uh, the uh, reports online have been wrong speculation. Okay, well, that's uh, about non news, but <laughs> yeah, but just just to get that out there, you know, okay. anyone who was still clinging on maybe after the generations one shot popped up that that's what they were hoping for. Alright,
0: uh, so let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments and all that jazz. Please do like if you're on YouTube. liking is super important. It's a nice, easy and free way to support everything we do and help keep all the content coming, more people find us. Same if you rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. Five stars and a review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to support us financially, you can do it over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your troubles. In fact, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month of September and it's actually popping up a little bit over Matt's face there not much but a little bit uh, so thank you to Tyler Hess Cindy Palacios David Short Born Now Al Tribesman Christopher Moy and Brett Williams they are our Patreon producers for the month of September so thank you to you guys once again uh, so guys on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast uh, for updates and uh, shenanigans and, and whatever else uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics guys, and remember to never get lost in the speech force.
2: Also Robin Leonard is really good, and Flurry is underrated, and go Knights go.